0: Let's do it. I'm not ready. Dig it. Dig
1: uh,
0: uh, it. gentlemen welcome back to yet another episode of the circle jerks podcast your podcast home for all things nascar and some things not i'm kyle belcher and across the table i have mr norman Peltier. i'm just so proud of my team and far far across the pond we have yet again mr daniel walker i can try this again boys <laughs> already off to a better start it's already doing better uh on today's episode we will turn left turn right and then answer some questions but before we get into all that, Norm, tell the people a song. Oh fuck! Um,
1: <laughs> today's episode, like every other episode, is brought to you by us, the Revival Motoring Network. A little thing that they have coined as B for B.
0: And what does that stand for,
2: Dan? That's bucks for the boys. That's bucks for the boys in French. Uh, Ed wanted me to. Ed Cash wanted me to do it in French, but he brought that to my attention five minutes ago, and that's not happening.
1: El buco for the boyos.
2: That's that's Spanish. Not French. <laughs> it's not Spanish either. Okay.
1: Uh Bucks of the Boys is a little way they have come up with to kind of fund this whole ordeal, all four of us podcasts, however many more they're adding and however many more they are firing. Probably us. But <laughs> Bucks of the Boys is Ansel. a large song. <laughs> Bucks with the boys.
2: She just a, tried to do what it is in French.
1: <laughs> ah, she was translating. She is Let Guide. What? You're
0: not recording Yes, we are. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> head on over to Revival Motoring Forward slash B for B. That is where you will find our monthly donation system if you would like to contribute and find any value to us. Otherwise, you can send one-time donations to info at revivalmotoring.com on the old PayPal. That is also where you will find uh, Kyle's race day challenge. Kyle, what is Kyle's race day challenge? Well, Kyle, I'm I'm glad you asked that.
2: I'm here. here. I was like,
0: did he just
1: like mess that up or was he sending that to himself on purpose? But I'm taking it either way. I'm just
0: taking the reins. I like Um, that. That is where you will find my race day challenge in which you can uh, donate the dollar amount of the driver number you think will win on Sunday. (laughs) We did have two takers. Well, and if you win what, that guys, you're all losers. Just like, us. <laughs> that's a really good choice. but we did have two takers, which I got a shout out. Mr. Tyler. I had a really good shot with Michael McDowell. I thought he was going to take it for a little while. And also he Mr. Corey Skothan dis- said uh, that Corey, I mean, uh, the chase Elliot was going to take it home. And he arguably probably should have.
2: You picked. Did you see uh, Tyler in the discord? He was like, Kyle, I've put memorabilia in that collection and I'll take some out. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. You
0: guys picked probably two out of the three best cars from the entire day. So yeah, two of the best oh, picks absolutely. you could have had. Just yeah. luck was not on their side. So we appreciate your contribution and my merch collection stays intact for now. But it was for now dangerously close to being dwindled down a wee bit. I mean, to would have had Corey back on again. Yeah, I know. Yet again, he would have been our, our only winner and then our only repeat winner. Yeah. So uh, that does it for the B for B segment. Callbacks. You boys have any callbacks before I get into my piece?
2: Uh, I'm more interested in your.
1: I'll call back to an announcement I made last week where Hondo beat Anthony Debarro at Rockingham. Uh, Sadly, in this week's race, the pro super showdown race at Martinsville, we have unfortunately lost both Hondo Longmire and Anthony Debarro and fiery car accidents um, will carry their memories with us forever on the internet until third Wednesday when they both come back for Talladega (laughs) and they're, they're reincarnated as well as their rivalry. So
2: how bad was it? I heard it was,
1: dude, there were some bad wrecks. I think somebody got shipped. Well, I shipped somebody, but somebody else got (laughs) shipped. I think Hondo got like shoved down the backstretch onto the entrance of pit road. And, you know, like he just like shot onto pit road at full speed, spinning out, hit the wall. So I think Hondos was pretty ugly. And I think Ant got hooked off of two. I'm not 100% positive.
2: I saw the I saw the final like incident counts and how many cautions there were. And I was like, you know what? I'm not mad. I missed that one,
1: (laughs) dude. I was so pissed. I was so fast because Martinsville is one of my best tracks. I had probably like the third fastest car and I got fucked over at the end and lost all my track position. I was making my way back. I was making my way downtown. And uh, I got up to like eighth or ninth on the final restart and I forgot to hit the brakes into one. Oh, I was boy. paying attention. I think Thomas George and Don- Give the old ARCA break? Yeah, Thomas George and Don were below me and Thomas was shoving Don into turn one and it like got me all paranoid that they were going to wreck into me. So I was paying attention to them and not my breaking point and I just buried it into one and caused a huge wreck on the final restart. So I feel bad about that. Proud of you. But, but Talladega this week, hopefully Daniel Thunder Walker will be returning in the 74- Circle Jerk Skull Bandit car.
2: Um, Depending on uh, how the flight home goes and how jet lag is, I should be there. So we'll, these we'll cars go by that.
0: We're super fun at Martinsville. I were can't. They? I
1: can't wait to do Talladega.
0: Yeah, you're gonna be there exhausted so at, like at, 8 at eight p.m. p.m. Huh? <clears throat> you're gonna be exhausted by like seven thirty eight. Oh, p.m. I'm. Oh, absolutely. But I'll power through it. Just, You'll make it as soon as you get off the
1: plane. Just chug a red line. You'll be good. For red line.
2: Yeah, we get in. Uh, those are. Oh God, that, a red that's line. That's a-
1: Coke in a bottle. All right.
2: That's bringing it back to high school. When you said we used to drink those for fun. That's how I got to H2O. Yep.
1: Same.
0: Except not the other thing. <laughs> anyway, he probably, Christ. Uh, uh, <laughs> moving on, <laughs> um, Any my real callbacks. My callback is to Richmond's TV ratings. As we do every week, Richmond earned a 1.45 rating with 2.39 million viewers down significantly from week seven where Richmond got 3.9 in the spring. Yo, down bad for real, real. Uh, but keeping pace, give or take with what we've been seeing recently. I mean, obviously Indy was high at 3.3, but Michigan two, six, uh, Richmond effectively two, four. So holding steady in that mid 2 million range for the second half of the year. Naturally, things are going to trickle off as the season goes on right. and then probably pick, pick back up, up come, playoffs. come exactly. playoff time. But, uh, Yeah, not terrible. Not terrible. Um, Anything else? Are we uh, heading off to the news? Anything? No, I got nothing else.
1: That's perfect.
2: Breaking news.
0: Oh, wait. We didn't do off-track learning lane. I take that back. Put my game down flip I, was a of wonder, versus. I was
2: kind of wonder what you were doing Dan keeps ducking out of the frame and then coming back <laughs> it's up super distracting So, so I'm sorry I, I lost my place stupid, I have this adapter this apple adapter and it's for like a USB it goes from the lightning to USB to lightning like you can have a lightning and a USB plugged in at the same time Yeah I don't have it charging right now and I think that's fucking it up that's why my mic keeps cutting out so I was like Sounds looking around, around for a Um, you cut out as soon as you said pluck
0: yeah you're going up and down on the screen and i'm using my phone for notes for the first time and it's very confusing but anyway off track learning lane norm what do you got for the folks first Uh, not much honestly
1: uh did a little bit sim racing this week had some fun uh like i recapped the pro race i also did a Richmond race was that last week's race there a question mark at the end of it yeah last week was Richmond right yep I also did a Richmond race for PGRL came in 11th I think it was pretty good race for me because I hate Richmond but uh this weekend didn't really do much Saturday watch the Xfinity race kind of just hung out and Sunday I went to the memo meet that's how you do a nice Bernie which is a meet we do every year uh for a buddy of mine who passed away back in 2018 Fortunately, he uh, got killed in a horrible accident. Uh, Very unfortunate because he was a super good kid, super funny kid. And so every year on his birthday, we do a meet at the end of the summer. We call it the memo meet. Usually turns a little rowdy because memo like to get a little rowdy. So in honor of him, we usually get a little reckless. Um, I think it was last year, the year before. Our buddy Matt Andrick did a burnout for roughly eight minutes. (laughs) He has the thousand horsepower 240. That was in the booth in um, Alva class. Yep. And he knows how to drive really good. And he proceeded to do donuts around a median up a hill. Like the exit to the plaza was up a hill around a median. And he did donuts around that for probably five minutes. Did a burnout down the street, came back, drifted back in, did a donut around there again, and
2: then left. It was, was rowdy, one of the beautiful. rowdiest burnouts I've ever seen in person. It yeah. was insane. <clears throat>
1: he's he's a master. But this year, unfortunately, his car is a little down on power. And we were... Not exactly on private property where we were doing the burnouts, so no one got as crazy as we did last year. But uh, I did a little one in the S10. Matt did a little one in his 240. But we just hung out, saw a bunch of people. There was a giant pig there. That was cool. Nice. Somebody brought a big old... Did they anchor. have
2: Memos Mark 1 there? Yep. Which I, I guess they I got running that a little this pissed, week. I, missed that. I think
1: it's still a little hodgepodge put together. But
2: Memo yeah, but had so a bunch of he, Mark 1s. He, it was the same way when he was working on it
1: <laughs> right he had a bunch of mark ones that he would get running just enough to like bring it out to a meet and then like push it home wasn't yep. much of a mechanic but he was very passionate about volkswagens he had been to every wolf's they did a huge thing for or uh, at wolf's for him the year he passed uh he was always like first in line to jump on somebody's car at limbo so he was yep. just a super good kid in the community like we said unfortunately passed away so this meet is just I mark it on the calendar every year. Keeping the memory. Yeah. It's just a good time. His parents go. His parents love it. Like his parents get an absolute freaking kick out of it. That's awesome. And they sell merch. He has a, the memo foundation. They raise money. You can probably find it on Facebook, Instagram, wherever, but they raise money for skate parks. Oh, cool. Huge skateboarder. They've been doing it forever. And, uh, that's actually, I guess that's how he got his nickname is his name is Brandon. But when he was younger, He, like, couldn't really skate but knew everything about it. And so, like, anytime somebody, like, better than him would do a trick, he would say what trick they did. And they'd be like, oh, dude, thanks for the memo. And they'd keep
2: skating. The older kids. Yeah. Yeah, the older kids started calling him memo because he was, like, an encyclopedia (laughs) of knowledge. And he'd repeat everything they said.
1: Yeah. So, every time they would do a trick, he would say, like, oh, yeah, nollie or, like, kickflip or whatever. And they're like, oh, thanks for the memo, dude. I know I did it but it was cool. <laughs> that's awesome. So yeah, the memo meet, it was super fun. Uh, did a little burnout,
0: didn't crash, which is good.
2: It's, it's always a good sign. Didn't good
0: dang it. Dan, you got uh, a little something for us, huh?
2: Yeah. Uh, again, I'll have so many fucking stories when we get home. I apologize if my mic cuts out. I don't know if that was wrong with this thing, but we're going to roll with it. It's Zoom. Um, that's what's wrong with it. No, it's not the Zoom. It's the actual adapter. Like you ever have a charging port that you have to like wiggle around so it actually stays working? Is there yeah, that's lint in it? Yeah, I did that already. Damn it. That's all. Um so we get to Paris and I had heard from multiple people like online and other people talking to me that there's a big uh pickpocketing problem in this wonderful city. So we've been trying to be like you know, head on a swivel shit like that. I keep my wallet in my front pocket if we're in busy areas, all that crap. So I had said something even in the Discord the other day. I was like, you know, uh, it, I, I don't know why I'm so worried about it. Nothing's going to happen. Well, boys, it happened really yeah so we go to get on the train today somewhere i forget where the hell we were big shopping area and we're waiting to get on the train and i see these like three dudes and there's like four chicks with them and they're like maybe 18 19 years old like late high school early college age if i had to guess and they're acting wicked weird like they're hanging out kind of close to us and they're like fucking around with each other, like pushing each other and stuff. But then I'll catch one of them like looking at Steph's backpack or like staring at her sister's purse. And I'm like, man, some don't feel right here. So we the train comes, we go to get on the train, the door's open. And like everyone's kind of going in slow. And I'm like stayed behind the girls because I'm like, I don't want these fucking people near them. And then right as I step on the train, like the three dudes bum rush the door and like basically almost j- push me in the door and like push me into their friends and we're all getting like jostled around and they're like, Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. And I felt the fucking hand go in my pocket and I was like, okay. So I get out of the, I get out of the fucking crowd or whatever. And I reach in my pockets, double check. Sure. As shit. My wallet's gone. So oh. I fucking snap around. The doors have closed at this point. So I fucking snap around and I'm like, all right, Where the fuck is it? And one of the girls gets mouthy with me and I can see uh, one of the two of the other girls are behind her and it look like they're going through something. And I'm like, where the fuck is it? And then I hear like that, like of something hitting the floor. And then they're all like, oh, it's right here. You dropped it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, really? I dropped it. Yeah, because they
1: knew exactly what you're talking about.
2: Of course. Yeah. So I picked it up everything was still in it. I didn't have any cash in it. Thankfully, it was just like I, I emptied the fucking thing at home. I left everything in my wallet is still at home in New Hampshire. Like I have my ID and a credit card. That's it. So either they went through it quickly and saw that there was no cash or they were hoping I wouldn't notice. And as soon as I noticed, they panicked and just dropped it on the floor. Wow. Yeah. Was, wow. Wow. You know, Fucking irate. I was literally, I was so mad. And like, I had said something in discord, like, oh, I hope this happens so I can throw hands. But I, once they gave it back to me and everything was in there, I was like, I'm just not even going to get involved. Like I got it back. Everything's there. I don't fucking care. Jesus. Oh yeah, dude. It happened. So it happened so fast that I had literally no time to react. Like they just bum rush the train to like get in before the doors closed. Like that's how they play it off. And then all of a sudden I'm getting like, yeah, that's their that move. Awkward, that's the move. And I'm in that awkward, like you're trying to find a place to stand and you're stepping on feet and they're jostling you around. But I felt the fucking hand go in my pocket and I was like, no, 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 no. This isn't fucking happening today. Oh, I dude, I was shaking. I was irate.
0: Oh, good for you for holding your, uh, your anger in mm-hmm. and being restrained oh, it enough. It to was not
2: funny though. Pummel it was people. so funny though. How quickly that, that wallet hit the floor when I turned around and went, where the fuck is it? Yeah,
0: angry and one American. Of the with was like, a what mullet, do you mean? Dude.
2: Like, I don't know what she said.
0: Was, <laughs> yeah. I don't think I'd mess with an
2: angry American with a mullet. <laughs> oh, dude. Like she Ew. looked at me and she, she kind of gave me that like she, I don't think she spoke English, but she knew like what I was saying. And she kind of gave me that look like, What's your problem? And then I saw the other two behind her, like they were behind her going through something, which obviously was my wallet, and they opened it and there was no fucking cash in it. They're just looking for the quick cash, you know. Yeah obviously if i hadn't noticed they probably would have gone and used my credit card but because i noticed and there was no cash in it they just dropped it And like, dude they played it up the looks on their faces they were just like oh it's right here you, you you dropped it you dropped it and i'm like i fuck you i dropped it it was in my front pocket it like next to my phone fucking it didn't slime just balls. fall out of my pocket wow you know
0: well good for you for catching
2: it oh dude i was livid but that's wild. that's just one of one of a few stories, but I am done. I am ready to come the fuck home. Um, I'm sick of living <laughs> out of a fucking suitcase. Yeah, I bet. Uh, it's a long time. Thought about strangling my mother-in-law about six times already. Uh, thought about <laughs> strangling my low. sister-in-law about six times. Thought about strangling myself probably a few times. I'm done. I just want to come home.
0: <laughs> yeah, I personally we don't need to know what you do to yourself behind closed doors. dude. Okay? Like
2: traveling is fun. Don't get me wrong. We've done some fucking incredible shit. We still have a couple more things to do. But like,
0: are you looking forward to not leaving you. your house for a month?
2: Oh, dude, it's just so goddamn much. Like, I don't even know. But hey, I went and uh, paid my respects to Mister Bugatti today. I saw that. So, I don't know if you saw that. You uh, did we went huge, massive fucking cemetery here? There's like seventy thousand plots in like an acre. Like it's nuts, and they're all above ground too. They're all like tombs and shit. Um, we went there because. My mother loves the doors in Jim Morrison, and that's where he's buried. So she wanted me to go get pictures for her. Yep. So we blasted over there, saw that. That was really cool. And Steph's looking it up, and there's all these other fucking people there. And she goes, Oh, the guy that made Bugatti is there. And I'm like, Yo, we're going to that one. Um, apparently, he's not there anymore. He got buried there. And then, like a year later, they were like, Actually, his family has a plot in this other part of France. We're moving him, but the headstone's still there. That's wild. So it was really weird, but
1: it was honestly kind um, of an understated headstone too.
2: wicked dude. It was just a yeah. headstone that said Bugatti. That's it. <laughs> Casual. Like, I was like, I expected more. <laughs> that's um, it. Yeah, I get that a lot. The biggest thing for me, and it's like one of those things that reminds you you're traveling. I'm like a wicked World War II, like history nerd. We come around the corner and there's this whole wall full of, uh, it's like they call Whoa. it like Memorial Lane or something. And there's literal <laughs> sculptures and memorials dedicated to like every um concentration camp oh and wow it, it hit me i'm like you know we learn about this shit at home but like that happened here like people's they lived grandparents it, right. and where it people, happened
1: is still standing
2: yeah and like nazi was like the nazis were in paris like and people that are still alive today had relatives that were taken from their houses and brought to these concentration camps like it fucking hit me like a ton of bricks I was like okay I think we need to leave the cemetery now because I want to go do something happy do you see like
1: bullet holes or anything like that
2: no everything's pretty well there's a lot of hard, places but- around
1: France obviously maybe not Paris because yeah. it's such a yeah more well-kept place but there's still pl- plenty of places in France and I'm sure all over Europe that you can see just remnants of war in oh, like yeah. buildings Absolutely, that are dude. still like shredded where you can see where fucking bombs hit him and shit and there's there just been, dents and rocks missing and stuff.
2: Yeah. There's been multiple times where I've been like looking around and it's all old buildings around me and I'm like what was this like in like 42 when the Nazis were occupying this just it's people the freaking same. You know. Yeah. So I love that stuff. It's been wild looking at that stuff. I mean, we went and saw Notre Dame today. Obviously, that's wild because of the fire a couple of years ago. Yeah, so really? watching the con- watching the construction with that is fucking insane like what they got to go through for that thing. Yeah, Um,
0: yeah. How long ago was that? That was like four years uh, ago.
2: 2019. It was 2019. Uh, My sister in law was actually here when it happened. She was here doing student exchange. She was supposed to go there the next day. Oofta. And it caught fire. (laughs) Whoops. But that's like being the history nerd that I am. Like I walk around Boston and it's like, oh, there's a building from 1700. Like that's cool. And then you go here and it's like, oh, that sculpture is from 1100. What? Fuck? Huh? Pardon? we weren't even here the first man
1: made this okay
2: yeah so it it, it's pretty wild i'm sure i'll have more shit to talk about next week but yeah that that literally happened like four or five hours ago and i'm still pretty steaming about it and now like my head was on a swivel before my mother-in-law commented on it we got on the train she's like yeah i see you looking around a lot more i'm like i don't trust a single motherfucker in this city anymore you're all dead to me i hate being a tourist they, they were I'm not even kidding you. They looked like just normal, kind of like scumbaggy high school kids. Like right. you know the meme of the kid in the puffy jacket with the backwards, the brown plaid backwards hat. Like yep. The scum. What's his like? I want to say scumbag Steve, but that's not the name of the meme. Uh, it is. That's literally is that what the kids looked from? like.
0: Uh, no, the, the name came from me calling him a scumbag. Oh, just to his dumb face. We were at uh, yeah. Waterfest. Got 2017, 2018, maybe. He's going to call back to it and I'm going to be corrected. But anyway, yeah, we went to Waterfest, and we went to a liquor store to grab beers and he came out with a, the Heineken mini keg. <laughs> I was like, Oh, no. who's that for? He's like, it's, it's for me. I'm like you're a scumbag. <clears throat> and who drinks Heineken? Ugh. Dude, I drink Heineken
1: mini kegs back in the day. This was,
2: I hate Heineken. This was
1: 12 plus years ago Do the math. But, um, we did mini keg Monday, and we got a bunch of mini Heineken at kegs. The time? No, twelve. Thirty minus twelve is a number that doesn't equal twenty-one. But uh, You're we did not thirty. We did mini keg I said, Okay, we did mini keg Monday, and we all got like I didn't because I couldn't buy it because I didn't have my wallet on me. Um, but uh, we all got mini Heineken kegs and did like mini
0: keg cake stands and stuff. Yep. But pretty we, sure Scumbag finished that and like yeah. Mini keg Mondays
1: were a thing with the Heineken mini kegs. Did
0: they even but, make uh, those still i don't know i think they do
2: i haven't seen them for a long time but i, haven't I remember watching Heineken people since
1: like high school so yeah
2: i remember watching people do them off the porches at h2o like just open the fucking funnel and shoot it down to somebody standing on the ground level but um yeah so that meme of the that kid like that's what these kids look like and i was like i don't know man they're acting funny and i'm glad i paid attention to that but Um, Not to make this go forever, but Steph also just reminded me because I'm going to forget. I brought up the Scottish roads last week. I guess I could use this as a callback. Um, Found better ones. When we got up to Isle of Skye up in the north, uh, the roads are all one lane roads with two lane traffic and a 60 mile an hour speed limit. Lord Jesus. Every tenth of a mile, the road gets about three feet wider and they call it a passing passing place. Ah. Passing place. There's little signs everywhere that say passing place. It's so pleasant. And it's whoever the whoever the fuck gets there hmm. first. And then there's times where neither of you get there and you meet in the middle and one of you has to back up back to the passing right. place because you like, literally can't go around each
1: passing other. Passing places are cool, but like what if you meet somewhere that isn't a passing place?
2: No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so they're literally every tenth of a mile, but there's times where like you can't. You'll come around a blind corner, and you'll both be there. And it's like, well, now what? And somebody, whoever backs up first, backs up all the way back to the last one, and then you go around them. That's so,
0: so obnoxious, the,
2: dude. I understand why these people are good at rally, like where why you like Colin McRae came from, fucking Scotland, I think, because they're legitimately just WRC roads in a rental car. Like I was having so much goddamn fun because there was points where I could see way far off, so like I didn't have to worry about someone coming the other way, so I could just have fun you know yeah and then all of a sudden there'd be a sheep in the road or cows we got stuck in a cow traffic jam
0: (laughs) that's wild you'll be buzzing along
2: and you'll be buzzing along and then there's fucking we were in a sheep stampede i think homeboy that owns them rang the dinner bell because all of a sudden there's fucking 50 sheep running around the car and i'm like what is happening Eh, why are they everywhere (laughs) yeah so Had a good time. Uh, Those roads. I wanted to call back to that before I forgot. Shouts to my minivan rental car. I'm going to miss that thing. That thing was a blast. And why don't we have those in America?
0: (laughs) You've bonded with your minivan rental.
2: Dude, I'm sorry. The coolest shit I saw was some of the transporter vans, Volkswagen transporters. Like they have modded ones. They come. There was ones I saw with like factory lip kits, like on the ground with nice wheels. And I'm like, why don't we have these at home? Well, there was that
1: fucking cool. That white one at Wolfsgart, the little, uh, what are they like Eos van things. Oh, the caddy van okay. Polo van things. Yeah. Those things are cool. Yeah. No, sick. I'm
2: talking about like the actual transporters like where full they sized. look like, like they look like a Mark six, VI, Mark seven in that range. And like, we had one pull in, it was this beautiful dark green color. had like a factory lip kit, nice wheels. And I'm just like, yep. I drive that every fucking day. It like all day.
0: Super useful. And you make them look cool. Uh, um, Jamie, yours got one.
2: Yep yeah, He's, he's got a caddy van. I yeah. like the the transporters, which are the more full size, like you can they yeah. have the ones that like the roof pops up, like the old West oh, and yeah, shit yeah. like that. Yeah, the
0: T, they think um, the T fives now, T sixes, all like that. Like, I
2: think they're like T sixes, T sevens at yeah. this point. But yeah. uh saw another RS six the set like as soon as we got to Paris, saw another new RS six wagon that had every A B T part they make for it, including the carbon wheels. Sick. Sick. The sun hit the wheels right and I went, Oh, homeboys got money. Don't curb those. Uh Lots of rolls is kicking around today. There was a guy renting a Ferrari, California and a Lamborghini Aventador that you could drive. And I think it was like a hundred bucks. And I'm like, I'm looking around at the road. I'm like, it's nothing but traffic. Why would I spend a hundred dollars to drive an uncomfortable car in traffic? Yeah. (laughs) When you you have a minivan, like, duh, no, I don't have that anymore. We gave that back when we got here. So,
0: um, I don't really have much for mine. So, uh, we'll just move into the actual news now that I can hit the button again. Have you, hold on, hold on, still got the Ram? Yeah, still got, uh, still got my Ram rental. I did put a deposit on a new uh, vehicle, but we are waiting. The one you showed us? Correct. Good. I will be upgrading to a Tacoma TRD Pro and I found the dark green color that I wanted. So conveniently with my job, I have a good network of dealers. Found the one that I wanted. Avis. Uh, Yep. We'll pick you up. That's Enterprise. (laughs) Um, Let's yeah. go. Where so is we're it? waiting on, yeah, it's in Western mass. It's not too far. Like oh, okay. An hour and a half. Out. So
2: I know you had talked about, you were looking at one in like the Poconos and you were like, well, oh, that's funny.
0: Yeah. I, I was about to. And then this one popped up. It's a dealer I've worked with for years. And uh, I called the owner, had a five minute conversation and I'm getting it for costs. So it's with nice. With the owner of the dealership? Yeah. Dude, flexing. Well, it's the easiest flex way to just that, get it over that with. that muscle. Uh, made a phone call and he's like, yep, we going to call my GM, talk to him for." five minutes at most gave him a deposit. I haven't seen the truck yet, but hopefully it's halfway decent. It's only got 20,000 miles. Yeah, like it say, it has like Toyota. no miles. It's a year yeah. and a half older. So yeah. So
2: yeah. That bad. So
0: worst case scenario, if it's us, I'll back away. Things but,
2: fucking nice, dude. I'm, I'm excited for that. That's a nice truck.
0: Yeah. I figured, you know, didn't die is the justification I needed for getting the pro. I didn't buy the pro in the first place. Cause I couldn't justify the extra money, but now I'm like, you know, why not? They're pretty safe. I guess. Th-
2: yeah, that's that's YOLO. That's YOLO personified,
0: you know, <laughs> you only exactly. Live once. <laughs> exactly. So I can justify the money. I got a decent check from insurance. So we'll go get the one I wanted in the first place. Dude, I want a new truck. I got the tonneau cover for it. Yeah, I do. <laughs> and is, a radio.
1: Is your stereo greater than the one that comes
0: in it? So the TRD Pro comes with the JBL stereo in it. So it's already amplified. So it's got nice speakers in it. Yeah. I'm just going to change the head unit. Okay. To the fancy one that I put in it. Like the oversized nice. bump out there. Yeah. The 10 inch screen, the stinger off-road one.
2: <clears throat> so you were so hyped about that when you got to my air, when we saw you, What was that? the Monday before the accident. Yeah. When we were the last time we recorded before Pocono. You were so hyped about that thing. I thought I so was bad.
1: hyped about it dude. We were going to watch movies the whole time.
0: I know. I know. And then <laughs> I, yeah. And that happened. So anyway, um, so more to come on that when I get it, hopefully the title shows up this week and I will stop you driving this, uh, stupid Ram rental car. All right.
2: Moving on. Cause I hate that thing. Breaking news. The news.
0: Oh, spot on. There he is. Uh, first bit of news that I wrote down just came out today. As far as I know, there will be a Martinsville test. Tomorrow for us, today for you listening. Teams with one or two cars can bring one car. Teams with uh, three or four cars can bring two cars. Obviously sharing uh, drive time between drive, seat time between drivers. I think Chase and Kyle Larson will go. Not Yeah, sharing the same car. (laughs) Uh, No details on what the test is for. My guess is it's probably driveline related. Gear ratios and tires and such,
2: but... I know there was talk of a gear ratio change and tires. And I know, again, I, I think I called back to it a couple of weeks ago, but I think I heard a test of them doing it. Um, they did a test there kind of off the books with no diffuser on the car too.
0: That could be part of it as well. I didn't hear any details on what the test is for, but those are my I speculations. Doubt we
2: will, I doubt we will hear anything about it. Yeah,
0: probably not. But at least we know that there's one happening. So that's a good sign. Um, NASCAR
2: has been doing that a lot this year. Remember, uh, New Atlanta, like two weeks before. I remember, one of our listeners was like, Hey, there's cars on Atlanta today. And then, like, that afternoon, they were like, Oh, yeah, by the way, we had a test at Atlanta. Today. Yeah, it was like <laughs> Kurt
1: Bush and like Willie B or something like yeah.
2: that. Yeah. 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 A lot of, uh, they've been very tight lipped about this stuff outside under of like, the radar the test.
0: testing. Yeah. Um, the next bit of news I wrote down actually earlier last week um, the most countries represented in nascar ever was this past was sunday cool. was it nine seven different countries seven. represented uh the most ever in one single race we had Kimi Räikkönen, uh obviously from finland we had daniel suarez from mexico we had loris hesemans from the netherlands mike rockenfeller from germany daniel uh Kiviet from Kiviet, russia yeah Uh, Kyle Tilly from the UK and the rest of the field from the U S of a, I think one of those guys finished in the top 30.
2: Yeah.
1: Suarez. Yeah. (laughs) Rockefeller might have, but I think last I saw he was 32nd. I don't know where he finished. I don't have it in front of me. Uh,
2: the way you read the list, I don't know why the way you read the list, but I don't know why it, when you said Daniel Suarez, you know, the avocados from Mexico song, it sounded like that's what you said.
0: Daniel (laughs) Suarez
2: from Mexico. (laughs) It's all I could hear.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, Sorry. I, I have no, I have nothing to say about that. I have no comebacks. That. that's I fantastic. Even,
1: I don't even understand the reference, but it's funny. It's a
0: commercial. Oh, okay, you've never
2: heard those commercials?
0: I don't think so. Avocados from Mexico commercial. Speaking of which, uh, total aside, have you seen the Netflix documentary about like evil things? They talk about no. uh, Dieselgate on one of them. Stranger Things. No, oh. uh, it's like dirty money or something like that. I've heard of it, but I haven't watched. There's it. one whole episode on avocados, and it's like damn really? near drug trade. It's wild. Oh, I'm sure it is. Wild. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Like cartels take over people's avocado farms. It's bananas. Absolutely watch it if you have not seen it. It's hotter than
1: cocaine right now, dude. Fucked.
0: Like, they're redirecting uh, rivers. So, like, these little towns are getting no water anymore, and they're just growing avocados. So people are dying over avocados. It's fucked.
2: So so fucking Becky can get guac on her Chipotle. (laughs)
0: Exactly why. It's (laughs) fucking wild. I've never looked at an avocado the same sense. I'm like, this is dirty money. This is goddamn drug (laughs) money. (laughs) blood avocados. It's like blood (laughs) diamonds. It's exactly, dude, that's what it felt like after I watched the documentary. If you haven't seen it, highly recommend it. I believe it's called dirty money, but go hunt around. You probably just search avocado on Netflix. You'll find it, whatever. Uh, um, Yeah. Wild. Anyway, that was really exciting though. I thought that was really cool. They really highlighted it pretty well on TV too. I was worried they weren't going to give it a lot of time, but they did highlight the rest of the drivers pre-race which was they nice. They
2: did, yeah. Once the race started, they didn't talk about him anymore. Yeah, they well, once the race started, like the there was much to talk about. Race. Yeah,
0: once the race started, they only showed four cars the entire race, but I'll gripe about yeah. that later on. Um, next bit of news. Ryan Blaney signs a contract extension with Penske, a multi-year deal for the mm. quote-unquote foreseeable future. Um, I, It drives me crazy that they don't tell us how long these are. Yeah, it's weird. It's like, because they did the same thing with I Bubba. hate it. Yeah, like NFL's like, oh, so-and-so signs a four-year contract extension for Dude, $95 every, million. We get
2: every single Every single sport is like that except for NASCAR. Every single sport tells you like X amount for X amount.
1: Well, I feel like NASCAR usually does too. Maybe the money isn't really talked about, but it's usually like Kyle Busch signs a two-year deal. Uh, Alex Bowman signs a two-year deal. Kevin Harvick signs a one-year deal. Like they usually say the length of them. This is the first time yeah. it was twice in a week where it's two guys are like extended their contracts.
0: Multi-year extensions. Yeah. Guess like the only ones that we're hearing of now that we get a definitive time on are when they exercise an option of a pre existing contract. Yeah, we're not getting any new details on new contracts, which is weird. <clears throat> I mean, they shared Chase Elliott's, didn't they? Wasn't
1: that like five years or something like that?
2: They didn't have money, but they did say the years. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah that's true.
0: That's yeah, NASCAR is usually pretty hush hush about the money. It's weird to me, Adam. Like it's just weird. Who cares? I don't get it. Like we all know you guys make a ton of money. Like Bob Pockers tweets out the purse every week. Like just tell people who cares.
2: Yeah, I don't. You know, I don't understand like that. We
0: sorry, we follow all these other sports that throw out outrageous figures. Like look at baseball. It's like so and so signed seven year deal for seventy million. It's like. Good oh, it's more Lord. than that, dude.
2: Pitchers are pitchers are like a four year deal for 182 million. You know, yeah, whatever. you know what I'm
0: saying, though.
2: <clears throat> yeah, it's yeah. I don't understand why we don't have that in this. Yeah, sport. like why like, the all why all the secrecy?
0: I feel like the teams, like
1: broadcasting how much the driver is worth to them, will make that more appealing for sponsors. If sponsors go, oh, they value Kevin Harvick at 12 million dollars a year. Okay, like we can throw some money at him. Yeah, so if they go, yeah. oh, they're not going to tell us how much they're paying Kevin Harvick, we're not going to throw a bunch of money at him. We don't know where the money's going. Yeah,
0: that's a really good point. Because like, from a marketing standpoint, just like you said, let's say Kevin Harvick, $12 million. And a potential sponsor was like, oh, they offered us a deal to sponsor the car for 10 races for a million. You know, in comparison to what they consider him worth as a driver, that's not half bad. You know, maybe we'll revisit that or something like that.
1: Right, exactly. It's a good point. Really or they're car. looking for a full season sponsorship, like, hey, like sponsor our car for a full season for eight million dollars. Yeah, like, all right, like we're paying our driver
0: ten million. Like,
1: like that's how much they mean to us. Contribute so ten percent for one million. You.
0: Yeah, like kind of shit. Yeah, that's a good point. I like that. Um, mm-hmm. Next bit of news: a lot of SHR talk this week. Um, Greg Zipadelli, the chief comp officer for SHR effectively came out and said, Cole Custer will more than likely be back in the 41 for 2023. And then we also got contradicting conversation and releases or whatever you want to call it about Eric Amarola. Some sources said he is coming back. And then he came out over the weekend and said he has not decided if he's coming back as of yet. So we still don't exactly know what the 41 and the 10 is going to do. Um, Weird. I think the Cole Custer news kind of said that both
1: sides want him to come back. I think that's kind of how I read it mm-hmm. is like, we both want him back like the team and Cole Custer. And then the Eric Almarola one is everyone's been speculating it all year. And Eric hasn't said anything, but like <clears throat> everyone's like, Oh, Eric's going to stay. Eric's going to stay. It's like, he hasn't said anything that would allude to that. Right. Just cause he's been running decently. You guys just assume he's just going to cancel his, retirement that he announced at the beginning
2: of I mean the I year. wouldn't call
0: it decently it's gonna be the first time that's, he misses the playoffs since he's been but that's it's how hard. I've looked
2: at it I'm with Norm like I've never heard him be like yeah I'm thinking about coming back it's just people speculating because he's yeah. been running like, so he, he doesn't
1: suck really bad so he he's gonna yeah. come back it's like no he announced he was gonna retire yeah,
2: yeah that's exactly but then
1: he said I haven't made a decision when he, he was interviewed the this door weekend. wide open right yeah. that almost leads me to think like We haven't even talked about it, but I,
0: I, I could be reading it too. It's weird that that you would announce your, your retirement. And then you would say, I haven't decided. Right. Yeah. But you did decide. So either you're, you did. Yeah. So are you, you backtracking and it's a, maybe, is it a you're waiting for the pot to be sweetened kind of thing on all the announcements they've made this week
1: lead me to think that they don't want to change their lineup and there's no, Big potential name knocking on the door to come into the team. Yeah. Because Briscoe's not going anywhere. No. Harvick, we're assuming if he was going to retire, he would have announced
0: it by now. Well, he's got another year on his Does contract. another year? Anyway. Okay, I yeah. wasn't sure if he was Tw- on a one The contract run. is through
1: 23. <clears throat> so Harvick's not going anywhere. Cole Custer, by the sounds of his crew chief, or Greg Zabedelli, is he a crew chief, or is he like the car team? Chief competition officer. Yeah. So the head of the garage at Stuart Haas Racing, by the sounds of his comments, Cole Custer doesn't want to leave. They don't want him to leave. Right. So it sounds like that's going to get extended. And then Eric Almirola, who announced his retirement, is now saying that he hasn't made his decision yet, so they might have offered him an extension. Doesn't sound to me like Kyle Bush is coming over there.
0: No, it doesn't. And that's what I was going to bring up next is like, I wonder if there is a Kyle Bush element of this. If they're one of the people having conversations with him, maybe that's why we're getting such wishy-washy responses from shr maybe coming back maybe not he could be here we expect him to be in it but no actual announcements because maybe they have an offer on the table for kyle right and this is their backup plan because if kyle accepts one of their offers then one of either the 10 or the 41 will depart if kyle turns them down they'll keep them in the seat because they don't have a backup plan maybe those two are the backup plans right and do you have kyle's press release in front of you i do not okay so
1: Kyle Bush pretty much had a press release this week. I'll dive into this because it was related to what we were just talking about <clears throat> where he said, and it's hard to tell if he means what they've been going through or what they plan on going through next year. But he pretty much said that him and his family have to get used to things being different and life being different. And it almost sounded like it needed a more, more of a commitment from him, which led me to think personally that he is planning on buying a team. The okay. way he was talking Is it sounded like he's like I have to? Things are going to be different. I'm going to be away more. Sound like away from the house more. Kind of like if he was going to be more of an owner. Mm -hmm. So like by his interview, it sounded like one, he's not coming back to JGR. It sounded very against that. I wish I had it in front of me. I probably could find it, but that's hard work and that's not my job. Um, But (laughs) (laughs) thought
0: it was your podcast.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, I don't know. You
0: owned I it. pay people for this stuff. Okay.
1: <laughs> I haven't seen a dollar yet, but you either way paid for this <laughs> he, in his interview, he, he stated that he's going to have to, as well as his family are going to have to get used to changes. And it sounds like it's going to be changes as far as him not being home more is kind of what I thought he was alluding to. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm kind of jumping on the bandwagon of him possibly buying Rick Ware racing or something along those lines and having that Stuart house.
2: There's no way he could buy Rick Ware. The padded room is leaking out into the podcast. Someone
0: shut yeah, the door it's either,
1: real fast. He, he buys Rick where they buy him, you know what I mean? Or
0: buying into it like right. he owns one of the... Like what do they have, three charters still? Two. Uh, I think they're down to two. two. I think. Two? Yeah. 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 But their charters
1: are currently worth $20 million. Right. So, I mean, right. they, could, they could sell one charter and freaking get him full time, you know what I mean? Or if so he partners up with Spire or something
0: like right.
2: that. I saw Spire get thrown around a little bit
0: aspire partnership would be probably fairly lucrative i mean they have two charters that second car is definitely
2: a
1: bigger uh, named team and a more established team than rick Ware.
0: right as far
1: as owning a shop having the equipment currently fielding two semi-competitive cars i mean the seven consistently low 20s high teens the 77 with how they jump around is usually high 20s yeah. 77 is a
0: mess. Yeah.
1: They have, I wish I said at the beginning of the year, I'll say it again. I wish they had somebody in that car full time. I don't care if it's Josh Balicki, if it's Landon castle, if it's freaking Cody, Ware. you can't make improvements when it's just back right. and forth. That you, car, you don't know what's going on with if 17 that car different drivers was run full time every week with the same driver. I think the team would be in a lot
0: better shape. Yeah, absolutely. But you also have to consider the Rick Ware Alliance with Stuart Haas. So if he's going to buy into a team, that's probably a good move where it's an alliance with SHR that would tighten that alliance and then if he does do something with Rick Ware moves KBM over to Ford that would give Stuart Haas that much needed farm system that they don't have right absolutely destroys Toyotas but it would help them quite further
1: into the padded room I think it would only be jumping to Ford for a year yeah he could almost keep the team his truck team a Toyota team for the year And not really have alliances and just kind of run them. And then, whatever this new manufacturer comes in 2024, like Steve Phelps said, he's pretty sure is going to happen. They haven't said who it's going to be. We all assume Dodge, but I mean, it could be Hyundai, Honda, freaking Nissan, who knows at this point. But definitely not Nissan. They can't sell their own cars. Yeah, everyone has kind of pointed to Stuart Haas as being that team they assume is going to make the jump first and be the flagship team for a new manufacturer. So I think Kyle Bush doing something along the lines of maybe buying a Spire or even a Rick Ware in making that alliance early yeah. for the new manufacturer.
0: I think that's the move. It's a smart move long-term as well. Right. Um, so yeah, the padded room has absolutely leaked into the podcast. I hate it,
2: I hate it so much.
0: <laughs> but there's sometimes some good speculation yeah, it in was there. Just- no,
2: I know. it's It's been fun to watch like some of the bullshit get thrown around there. Some of it's very far-fetched, but there's a
0: few things it's like, you know, I could maybe see that working out. Carter Ropley and I come up with some pretty good shit sometimes. And if any of these come true that we've speculated, I'm going to dance around this room.
1: It, you got I'll they just fit. make some predictions that Kyle's 100 percent on board with this one as well. That like a Cole Custer gets fired or something like Oh that. my it God. It's just something I don't think is gonna happen. I wish it would though. Like I don't I think they would keep Cole Custer and they would just accept Eric Almirola's retirement and then take Kyle Bush. I don't think they would fire Cole Custer. They should. And in Eric Almirola, who's going to maybe run another year if he extends. Yeah. Custer should have been fired. But still should be fired. I think Custer's getting the shit end of the stick on that team.
0: Yeah, he absolutely doesn't get the best equipment, but you also, you know, if if your average finish has been <clears throat> 21st since you've gotten the ride, you kind of deserve it because you suck. Yeah. I mean, he has I mean, he sucks.
1: The same amount he of wins. He really wind. sucks as both Chase wrong, and Eric Almarole in the past year, he has won less win than Kevin Harvick in the past two years. Like it's, he's got one win period. Yes. And that's the average amount of wins that the entire team has.
0: You can't say you, he's the yeah.
1: problem when the entire team hasn't won. Yeah. Two years. One
0: win versus your average finish of 21st. Like, come on, you suck. Yeah, he, I don't think he sucks. I think, I think they he have sucks. shit equipment. You like him. I know you like him. Yeah. And he's a fantastic driver. I mean, he his, looks like a big toe when he sucks. His Xfinity stats prove that enough. Yeah. His Xfinity like stats are fit. He looks like a big toe and he sucks. <laughs> and he doesn't have a neck. He's fantastic. And he goes back down to infinity, Xfinity, infinity. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, it When beyond? he goes back down to Xfinity, he's incredible. He's like top five all day long in like an SS green light car. Okay. Why can't you he do in anything car, in Cup?
2: He won in that car earlier this year. The 07.
0: He? Uh, yeah
1: did he? yeah yeah did he, he, he won when they were the uh, fuck that random energy drink company get
0: rid of Riley like, get rid of Riley problem with Riley Put, is he has monster, monster money but
1: also somebody said in the freaking padded room or somewhere it leaked out they're like Stuart Haas says they might be starting an Xfinity team next year look out Ryan Priest or like they're
0: gonna move Cole Custer down like they already they have, have that. had
1: an Xfinity team for like 10 years no Where, they, they the said that going?
0: they were keeping the Xfinity team who assumed they weren't no one. They just announced that they were continuing yeah. it. Like contracts were up or whatever, and they're just extending it. I would like to I'm see Custer. They honestly,
1: didn't go to a two car this year and put pre zero. Like why me didn't too they do that?
0: What I would like to see is Custer in the 07, SS Greenlight Alliance continues with that SHR, build that farm system up, which would be fantastic. Let Custer just crush it in Xfinity for a while, and then maybe come back. Agree to disappear. rebuild. Um, well, he's got to do something because it's not happening. Anyway, um, if you're not a part of our discord, join it because then you can join the padded room where we talk all things speculation all time.
2: All things conspiracy theory.
0: And they're wonderful. They're so much fun. Anyway, moving on. Um, Kurt Busch, unfortunately out for the duration of the regular season.
2: You hate. Like, I hate to see it, but I'm also happy that he's putting his health first because we talked about it weeks ago that he takes a hard hit at Daytona and it's over, you know, like not his racing career, but like his like, like quality of life could be over.
0: Yeah. And I would hate to see Kurt Busch's final race or last thing that he does is go out on practice at Pocono. Like, that's not how you want to ride Qual- off into no. the sunset. It was qualifying, qualifying, whatever. It was but
2: qualifying, yeah.
0: You don't want to see someone go out <clears throat> not in a racing situation. But, and and like under I've their own power.
2: Like I've said a couple times, I mean, that wreck at Pocono wasn't even all that hard. The hot matter.
0: It's a little warm. Just the heat
2: kicked on. Oh, it's on. beautiful in here. Heat um, kicked on. Anyway, go ahead. Um. It looked like you were swatting bees. I was like, the no, fuck was, that was my
0: international symbol for it. it's hot in here and not not bring it up on the podcast. But carry on.
2: Sorry. That's okay. Uh, well, listen, I'm, I'm not there. I'm my confused. Sim- it's a cool 17. It's a 17 degrees Celsius in here. I got the AC cranked. Centigrade. But, uh, whatever. But I think all this started a while back. Like I saw a replay of the hit he took at Talladega in the spring. That was real bad. Yeah. Like that was a vicious hit. And then I just think this agitated it, and to see such a small, in the grand scheme of things, such a small hit have this much of effect. He takes half the hit that he took at Talladega, and they're stretchering him out of that fucking car. Yeah. If, if he does it at Daytona, you know. Yep. I mean, so I think this is the smart move. It sucks. Um, I hate you hate say the word you hate to see it, but you hate to see it because yeah. I'd rather see Kurt in that car because you know I I like what Kurt's become. I've said it a hundred times. I used to hate him. I fucking love old man kart now.
0: Uncle Kart's the best. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, on a much smaller scale I could slightly relate to it cuz obviously I had my concussion with the accident and um I had a work event and we went up go-kart racing and one of my coworkers put me into the wall and afterwards I was like Ooh, I didn't even hit that hard, and I could I could tell. I'm like, I can see how you're sensitive after this for for a while. Yeah, head injuries are fucked. Head it injuries takes are a fucked. while. Like right? That, you may be,
1: in, honestly, the exact same shape he is, but obviously you're not expecting to a go two hundred miles an hour. Yeah. So they're your doctors are treating you a little less severely than his are. And, right. He may be fine equally as much as you, but they're like, if you stand up in the morning and you get a little bit dizzy, that's still a sign that there's something going on. We don't want you strapping into a race car. Yeah. Where you, just a normal person, they're like, that's that's normal, just take it slow.
0: Right, right, exactly. And that's that's why I just say like on a much smaller scale, I could slightly relate because I I know I'm not a thousand percent yet. I know there's still it, there's still lingering effects. Like once in a while I'll turn the wrong way too fast and get slightly lightheaded, like yep. on a random day. Like when I'm outside in the heat doing yard work now, like I can tell I'm not not all the way there yet. Cause you guys know me, like I love the heat hundred degrees. I'm outside tarps off having a great time, but now it's like I'm not quite there yet. Right. So I can, I, I applaud him for what he's doing and making sure that he is actually a hundred percent before he straps into a race car going 200 miles an hour around Daytona. Right. And but, as your doctor, I would have recommended not going go karting. <laughs> yeah. That was definitely not the best idea uh, in the world, but well, like, but P one what's up
2: at a boy. But no, like it's, I've watched it for years in like hockey and stuff. I remember when Mark Savard had his head injury on the Bruins years ago. Oh, yeah. He couldn't go to hockey games for like years because the lights, just the bright lights alone, like fucked with him so bad. bad. He's just now that was in 2010. And just now, like in the last four or five years, he's able to like he was coaching a team and stuff like that. But for years, like they would invite him back to games and shit because he was a popular guy. Yeah. And he'd be like, yeah, I, I can't.
0: Yeah. It's, it's no joke, but the good news is now that we are not going to have 17 drivers, he is not at a risk of being eliminated.
1: I didn't like how they had his name in white though. That kind of annoyed me that they were like, he's not locked in. Like, yes, he is. He's
2: well, there's still the, I, I didn't listen to the teardown, but I heard that there was a lot of speculation that if he's not good enough, he could waive his waiver.
1: Right. But he's still until there is a 17th winner yes. locked in. I didn't like how they're like, Oh, he's like all week. They're like, Oh, Kurt Bush isn't locked in. Technically
0: like, he wasn't. Yeah.
1: It's you're locked in until you're not, you're innocent till proven guilty. It's yeah, but you're, he wasn't locked in. I thought was like, it's you're jumping the gun on that
0: one. I, I get what you're saying, but they do have a point because you're not actually locked in. There is a possibility of you not Yeah, like, I you know, Chase and Larson, there's no possible way they don't make the playoffs. Harvick, no possible way. Bowman, no possible way. There is a possible way. Although far fetched, it is still technically possible because he would be the first one eliminated if there were 17 winners. But now that that's off the table, we don't have to worry about it. Yeah. So I'm not going to complain
1: about the points again because I got
0: yelled at last week for doing that. (laughs) No. So the only thing. Well, now that we are all going to have 16 winners, he's in regardless. So he's saying that he's hoping to be back by the beginning of the playoffs for Darlington. So let's all say a little prayer for Uncle Kurt that he makes it back for the first week. because so I want to see him back in that yeah. 45. And car. I
1: kind of knew, and I think we all did, like, if he didn't come back for Richmond and he didn't come back for Watkins, Glenn, there's no way he's come back for it. Daytona. Definitely Daytona's not going to be your first race back. Not a smart like, one. I don't think that would be the move. I mean, obviously, if. His hands were tied and he had to to defend his spot. He may have, but it's, it's too risky, I think. Yeah, it I don't think it's worth it Daytona.
0: Yeah, agreed 100%. Um, all right, next bit of news. Uh, after the race uh, yesterday, two days ago, if you're listening to this, Chase Elliott officially locks up the regular season championship with his finish after Watkins Glen. Did he just need to start the settle. race? Uh, he needed to finish like top 17 or something they announced ridiculous.
1: it like halfway through stage one or something like that that he had won
0: yeah the stage points yeah.
2: got him there oh okay i didn't i didn't watch any or i watched a little bit of stage one i think i can't, i think i flipped the race on like nine laps in but i never saw them announce it they didn't and they never make, said anything about it after the race
1: they didn't make a big deal on tv i saw it on twitter like oh, okay. halfway through stage one near the end of stage one whenever it was yep that he officially locked it in. TV didn't make a big deal about it. No. No,
2: I but I'm thinking I, I never it's saw maybe because word about it. And I was, he was pretty surprised.
1: He was in the hunt for the win the entire time. Yeah. So I think maybe if he was like in 20th, they would have made a big deal, like camera cuts to chase, and like, oh, he won that regular season championship. But maybe because he was on TV the entire race, because he was one of the three cars they actually showed. Yeah, That maybe they just didn't bring it up because he was getting so much TV time as it was.
0: Yeah. But it 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 should have been
1: brought up. I understood the frustration with that.
0: Yeah. And that gives him an additional 15 points going into the playoffs. Pretty much clears him for round one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, pretty much. Um, Next
1: one. Well, that's if he shows up to every race between now and Bristol. Well, yeah, 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 yeah.
2: Well, he's gonna be waiting <laughs> at Bristol. He, may, for a he while. may
1: take a couple weeks off to you know get to Bristol early. Just wait for Bristol.
2: <laughs> no, he's gonna be there this week. He's already there, probably waiting. Around. Yeah, yeah. Well, they gotta we load did. up the hauler, so he'll probably be there Thursday. He, he landed his plane on the drag strip.
1: <laughs> I gotta say, the resurgence of the Michael Waltrip, I'm at the wrong track video was so <laughs> yeah, was so heartwarming yes. to me. I've not like, seen also, that commercial in that years. Came up, boom, 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 boom. It was all over Twitter, and I was like, it's bad. I haven't seen that like commercial my favorite commercial as wacky. a kid is back.
0: <laughs> that was such a great commercial. I'm at the wrong track, the wrong track. Um, next one, Austin Wayne self attempted to make his Xfinity debut at Watkins Glen, driving the 32 Jordan Anderson car uh, collab effort with AM racing. Um, if you don't know, Austin Wayne self is married to Anderson's sister, uh, but they did not make the race. So, really nope
2: nope um That's weird yes but you know who did make the race
0: who's that who's
2: that brad perez
0: norm is wearing his uh, bread shirt bread perez baby Woo! yeah our boy Brad perez had a L great perez. race too fucking top 20 Clean, let's dude. go 20th no stripe let's go proud of our boy um Speaking of uh, exciting people as well, we got uh, Joe Nemechek coming on back. Uh, What? Joe and John will be both driving at Daytona. I saw that and I went, huh? I had
2: to read it like three times to make sure I didn't misread that.
0: Yep, you read that correctly. Joe Nemechek and John Hunter Nemechek will both be driving Sam Hunt racing prepped vehicles at Daytona.
2: John Hunter will still probably wreck his dad.
0: (laughs) stand
1: to the fence yeah i read that article and i went oh and i kept reading past that I was like, can't stand john hunter never liked joe I'm like okay moving on uh um, it's cool to have the father son thing like that would it's be cool. cool yeah and yeah. it's gonna be a lot cooler than like chase and bill racing at a, a freaking road course where they never saw each other
0: yeah yeah
1: like i'm sure at one point they'll be pushing each other at daytona so that'll be cool for them
0: really cool the old uh Senior and junior, and Griffey Jr. And it's always cool when you see the, the dad son combo. Yeah, for sure. Um, oh, absolutely. Next bit of news came off of Corey LeJoy's podcast. He lost a whole bunch of crew members moving to Bowman's car. Yeah, like eight out of the nine. All but much. his Fueler <laughs> moved
1: over to Bowman's car. Yeah, and he had already lost his Jackman to Kyle Larson's because Kyle Larson's guy got suspended and then proceeded to break his leg while being suspended.
0: Yep. Yep. The old double downs. Yeah. Corey LeJoyden just not catching breaks. Just losing that stack of pennies. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. We also had a couple cup drivers racing in Xfinity, which we will talk about during the race. We had Willie B. A couple?
2: Yep. Half the fucking field was cup, guys.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's valid. Um, Josh Williams, next bit of news. We talked about losing his ride with BJ. Josh Williams has found a ride. He is returning to DGM racing. He will be driving the 36 when Alex LeBay doesn't get sponsored, or he will be driving the 92. When uh,
1: Ross Chastain's not in it, pretty much.
0: Yeah. Um, And first race back will be at Daytona. Uh, he's returning to DGM. He ran part time for them in 17 and 18 and full time as of 19. So he's no stranger to DGM racing. Nice good, to see uh, your to see child. Back in a car. Back in a car.
2: Really happy to see him not be out too long because he's a great personality for the sport, I think. Not yeah. just because he has a mullet <laughs> and he's funny, but like you ever see the stuff he does with like the kids' hospitals? Like he's got that video yeah. thing that walks around them in the garage. If he's showing kids around the garage that are stuck in hospitals and stuff.
1: Yeah, he seems like a super good dude.
0: Yeah, just genuinely seems like a good dude. And I wonder if that was a combination of of Norm and Bit of a tail between the legs moment
1: for him. Could have been. Like, screw you guys, I'm leaving. I'm going to live fast, bro. We're going to light the world on fire. And then like six months later, he's like, so, lost my ride. (laughs) What's up? (laughs) Remember that time I got on TV for Hiddleston Jr.? Remember all that stuff
2: I said?
0: I take it all back. I'm sorry. I'm
1: sorry. (laughs) You twisted my words. You said it to our face. It was... Taken out of context. It's
0: not what I said. You said it to us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and that's all I have for news. You gentlemen have anything to add to the news segment? Did we go over the bubble walls one last year or last week? Last, last week. week. Last week.
1: Okay.
2: We did. Yep. I've been so disconnected from the sport for the last two weeks outside of watching the races on the weekends. I got nothing.
0: All right.
1: I have one more. One more. What do you got? Yeah, Marco Andretti is going to be making his NASCAR come <laughs> <start laughs> at the Roval
2: for big I machine
1: racing in the 40 car. I
2: also love it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think at one point I kept saying Watkins Glenn. I want to say because I was like this weekend. I was like, "Wait, the roll? Where, where's Marco Andretti?"
2: <laughs> and I was like,
1: "Oh fuck, it's the roll!"
2: <laughs> Darn it! I think I, I think I gotta buy a shirt if they make a Marco Andretti shirt. <laughs> you you are They're obligated should
1: make a Marco Andretti shirt. Did, did sell you know four Marco five Amazing. It
0: just says "Did you know" on the front, and it's Marco on the back. <laughs> 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 oh, and uh, we got some updates coming soon because we can make stuff soon. I hey, have a bit
2: anybody. of news. Nope. I have a actually small bit of breaking news. Um, Norm, I think, grew up in a barn because the door's open and it's bothering me.
1: I did that because we. He said it was hot, in hot here, in here, and it's way oh, colder you here. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, Dan, why don't you fucking check yourself like you checked your front pocket for your wallet? Okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. Let's. It was bugging. It was bugging me because I'm staring right out the door into the shop, just waiting for somebody to poke their head the corner. I'm waiting for like Josh to come around the corner
0: to the Glen. We go. Let's go. Sunoco Go Rewards 200 at the Glen Xfinity Race. Keep going.
1: I don't know the rest of the words. (laughs) (laughs) Jay Z.
2: (laughs) Don't think she was riding a piano through the hills of New York. Hey, anyway. These bills
1: will make you feel brand new. All We're right, and he's racing at the roll vault. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Christ, <laughs> I hate uh, you. I hate you, people. Andy Lally, Ooh. Bailey Curry, Brandon Brown, Justin Allgaier, Patrick Gallagher, Timmy Hill, Scott Heckert, Kyle Larson, all to the rear for unapproved adjustments. But. We got off to the green flag with William Byron leading the field to green with Ty Gibbs inside and Almondinger taking second away very quickly on lap one. Um, Two laps later, lap three, Ty Gibbs takes it back. Um, We only make it five laps in before we get our first wreck with Mr. Justin Allgaier dumping himself in the S's. Yeah, a little self-dump. That was the slowest slide wreck I've seen in a long time. I actually haven't seen it. I
2: didn't watch the whole Xfinity race. I watched like the last stage when we got back to the hotel, but I heard it was, uh, it was like painfully slow to watch. Like I got it. Yeah, I got it.
0: I got it. I don't got it. Yeah, dude. I don't got it. It was a, what did he uh,
2: do? did he, did he, he send it over the first bump?
0: He oh, comes he down, it comes down the hill and then he's coming back up to the S when he yep. comes, when he starts to come back up, you start to see it slide out. He kicks out, gets crests the hill and he's like drifting, 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 drifting and loses it. Slides the cars
2: get, 75
0: again, feet and noses it into the fence.
2: Yeah. I mean, I'm going off of racing, but I know at the top of that S is the car gets so light. So if you're exactly slightly out of shape, it's game over.
0: Yep. And that's exactly where he lost it. Tough to see him drop it so early. But anyway, brings out a caution, obviously, for that cleanup. We restart at lap nine with Willie B and Ty Gibbs out front. Um, Ty Gibbs takes the lead off a one, um, but Willie B takes it back in the bus stop. Uh, Jeb Burton did spin in the bus stop during that same lap, but we saw great battles between Willie B and Ty Gibbs damn near all day.
2: Oh, dude, the racing was nuts. It was was such a good battle every single time that there was a restart.
0: The whole race was just great. The whole race, pretty much. Both races were fantastic battles all day long, and it was awesome to see. Um, But anyway, moving on a couple laps later, we got Patrick Gallagher stopped uh, on track in the bus stop with a mechanical failure, bringing out a caution at 15. We restarted at 19 with AJ out front. Uh, and Ty Gibbs second outside and Sammy Smith shortly behind Sammy Smith goes wide around AJ into one and took the lead through the S's the kid loves the road courses and is pretty damn solid at them at that yeah, young man was swinging it yes he certainly was uh, we get to lap 20 uh, a little bit of a mess to end stage one but herbs goes through the grass Uh, Holding up a whole bunch of cars. Mike Snyder uh, spins in seven, uh, blows up the bumper a little bit there. Uh, Sammy Smith ultimately gets to the end of the stage, taking the stage one victory. Uh, But Gibbs and Andy Lally make contact in the bus stop. Ty Gibbs ends up in the grass, drops out of the top 10. I think he ended up like 12th in the stage. Uh, But that was the exciting end of stage one (laughs) <laughs> in the Xfinity race. It's giving Sammy Smith the stage, followed by AJ Allmendinger, Kaz Grala in third, which a great day for Kaz Grala. Kid was fantastic. Um, Jeremy Clemens, Kyle Weatherman, top five. Josh Balicki, William Byron, Sheldon Creed, Kyle Larson, and Andy Lally, are top 10 in stage one. And that sounds like a cup race stage <laughs> with that many drivers that also oh, drive in cup. There were
2: so many of them.
0: <laughs> well, uh, Dinger, obviously, you've seen in cup. Casgarali, you've seen in cup, Weatherman, you've seen in cup, Balicki, Byron, Larson. All all times you've seen in cup. Um, okay. We restart at lap 24 for stage two. Sammy Smith leading with Willie B close behind. Well, close beside. Larson passes Willie B for second. Um, and Larson takes the lead from Sammy Smith and turn six couple laps later, Willie B takes a lead from Larson uh, and Gibbs is climbing quickly. At a, that kid at a rocket ship as always. Oh, yeah. Um, all right. We get to 31. Chris Wright stop on track. Uh, looks like he broke the drive shaft or broke an axle. Either way, bringing out a caution. Um, and also Daniel Hemmerich's having fuel pressure issues at the same time. At the same damn time. At the same damn time. Um, he plummeted. I think he was top 10 and end up like high 20s in like a lap. just dropped like a rock. Um, we restart again Willie B and Larson out front. Um, Sam Mayer goes for a ride. The bus stops lap 34. Lap 35. Kyle Weatherman spins in turn one. 38. Ty Gibbs passes Sheldon Creed for second in the first turn. Custer spins from seventh. When he gets into it with Brandon Jones, um, Jones also spins again in seven. So, rough day for Brandon Jones. But that ultimately brought us to the end of stage two, giving William Byron the stage two victory, followed by Ty Gibbs, The Dinger, Noah Gregson, Kyle Larson, your top five. Sheldon Creed, Josh Berry, Kaz Gurala, Ross Chastain, and Connor Mosak, your top ten in stage Two. Uh, we go back to green for stage three shortly thereafter, and we get to uh, lap 51. Sheldon Creed is the first to pit uh, from ninth place at 51. Uh, we get to 59, and Daniel Hemrick has a pretty big crash into the tire barrier. Uh, Radio didn't that he lost the left front, leaving the bus stop, but he knows that in uh, basically windshield deep into the tire wall.
2: I saw a lot of people comparing that to Johnson's crash at at Watkins line. And I was not even comparable. Yeah, not even
1: just the fact that he ended up in tires. That was the only similarity. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It was the opposite much. end of the track. Completely different problem. About a hundred miles an hour slower. Yeah. Uh, yeah. anyway, Lap 64, Myatt Snyder basically dumps oil all over the goddamn track, and they had a pretty extensive cleanup Oh, on my that. God. <laughs> that was the
2: dumbest fucking thing I've ever seen. I was so angry. <laughs> what a mess.
1: Dude, guy used this freaking James Bond oil slick for about three miles.
0: Song goes hard. It's great. I mean, that that comes enough. Off. Dan, quick, play it on the recorder. Or the kazoo it's not here <laughs> are you just eating squashies and just to shove it in our face it's like a sponsorship yeah. deal he's holding it labels out for you. the
2: worst bro bro i have like eight bags of squashies i'm gonna get stopped by customs they're gonna be like are you distributing
0: these what the fuck? yes yes i am i'm selling them I for have,
2: double i have no less than like seven pounds of squashies in my suitcase of varying you. flavors i love you
0: i hope someone refers i'm us. bringing them home for you boys i love you um all right after the extensive cleanup um we get to lap 74 uh ross chastain was in 19th at the time spins off a six into the gravel um fast pasta also off track but does avoid the gravel um which brings us to the eighth caution of the race tying the track record not really a record you want to go after but we got it nonetheless they're doing great yeah just just doing good. Um, okay. So, that brings us to the restart at lap 78. Ty Gibbs leading outside. Willie B second inside. And Norm, paint the picture at the bus stop.
1: Uh, so, <clears throat> the 54 and the 17 were battling all the way through the S's. They really couldn't get away from each other. They both got loose at the top of the S's before the backstretch. Which... If you watch the video, Kyle Larson came in like 50 miles an hour faster than them. Like the speed he caught up to them was insane. And he didn't, he could have easily forced it three wide and made it a real fucking mess, but he smartly did not. And he pushed the 17 into the bus stop, which gave him an edge over the 54. And Ty Gibbs tried to match that energy and pretty much just hopped into the mud. Like that little drop off on the inside of the bus stop. Yep and just spun out and just completely wiped out the 17 and himself. And so as they both went skidding out to the into the grass, Kyle Larson just scooches on by, like pretty much caused the issue by giving the 17 such a run in the bus stop and just like, all right, you guys take yourselves out. And kept going. But yep. I think the funniest part about it was two turns later, Willie B. <laughs> Willie B just pushes Ty Gibbs into no man's land and it turns six. But he buried yep. him. He Dude, fucking just buried like, him. He didn't even wreck so him, just like pushed him off the track Ty, Showed Ty, his, oh, his, in uh, time. Like,
2: he spun him because Ty spun around and then did a big angry burnout after No, he
1: pushed him into six and Ty went way out wide. He turned him. And when yeah. he came he, back, he turned well, him. the video I saw, when he came back onto the track, he spun out.
2: Yeah, I, th- I think so, he yeah, when he came I oh, think when maybe, he came back yeah. onto the track he hit
1: I don't, the curb. Will never spun like him around. hooked him, but he pushed him. him he pushed him into no man's land and Ty so, just hooked it left to try to not drive into the dirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're what right. you're
2: saying is is Willie B did what uh Noah should have done at Road America. Exactly. Wait
1: until there's a turn and then just <laughs> give him no chance but to spin.
0: Give him the old yeet. yeah. Um, but after that, that gives a three-car breakaway with uh, Larson, AJ, and Sammy Smith. Uh, Dinger just didn't have the car for the 88, and ultimately Kyle Larson walks his way to the checkered flag, taking the victory, followed by AJ Almondinger and Sammy Smith, your top three, Noah Gregson, Kaz Grala, top five, again, great day for Kaz Grala. Wonderful day for that kid. Sam Mayer in sixth. Riley Herbst, Sheldon Creed, Josh Berry, and Jeremy Clemens, your top ten.
2: And, I'm obviously happy for a Larson win, but I was really hoping that him and Dinger would get into it and Sammy Smith would win because that would have been funny as fuck.
0: Yeah, I was I was expecting a better battle with the Dinger, but just Norman and I were talking about this, you know, pre-recording that you know the college cars just they don't have the speed they did. It's like like they started a
2: cup team and forgot how to run an Xfinity team. It's exactly
0: what Norm said. They're spread too thin. Uh, Yeah, I think they are. I mean, kudos to Dinger on both races because he did not have the car for the finish that he got. That 16 was not a second place car. No,
1: AJ is just that good. But at the same time, if you're going to like block somebody for three laps, I think I'd choose AJ. If AJ can't pass you clean, I don't think he's going to move you. No. It's too late no, in his won't. career to be doing that shit. Although, like, it kind of contradicts Road America or um, Coda. Coda a little bit with Ross Chastain. But that was kind of. He had the car for it. That, that day. was kind of just a clean bump, what he did to Ross Chastain. He had like, the power. He just nudged him out of the way. He yeah. didn't, like, dump him or wreck him or anything like that. So I just think if you're going to do that to somebody, block A.J. because I don't think A.J. is going to openly dump you. He has nothing to gain by doing it. Agreed.
0: An honorable mention goes to our boy, Brett Perez, starting 27th, finishing P-20. Let's go.
2: Hyped about that. Good to see him get that in his uh, Xfinity debut. Yep. Big day. Big day. And I know somebody in the Discord was listening to his radio and um, the crew chief came on and said something like, you know, we'll do better at at uh, the Roval or something like that like hinting that he might be in that car again for the Roval
0: oh I'm here for it
2: About it. I forget who did that I apologize who who was listening to his radio but I saw it pop up in the discord and I was like oh let's go
0: we'll call back to that if necessary but that's you know who else is getting. starting at the Roval who Marco Andretti no way really yeah where'd you hear this myself
2: Nick Half sucks. After Kyle said it
0: once. I meant to hit
2: breaking news <laughs> I mean Nick sucks work
0: Well, I have a pretty far reach and I just didn't reach far enough. I'm sorry. Anyway, that is the end of the Xfinity race at the Glen. Shall we head to Sunday? Nice, sunny Sunday. Even though it's Tuesday. Go bowling at the Glen. Cup Series. Next Gen. The Glen. Rain. (laughs) <laughs> yes the race was delayed for lightning twice and then for excessive water uh for probably what another 45 minutes or so give or take
2: i was so happy because we were out we'd got dinner and i had, was watching the discord and everyone's talking about it, that it was pouring and i was so excited to watch a rain race i was so angry i was gonna miss it and i made it back to the hotel I, like i said i think eight laps had gotten completed i was like it's still wet like i got I got back and started watching it right when they started coming into like that middle area where some guys were still on wet. Some were still on slicks, you know, so I started yeah. to watch a little bit of the fun.
0: So a lot of people were complaining, Oh, we got rain tires. They got this, that, and the other thing. Why aren't they running in the rain? Like, do we not remember did what happened? In Coda? Coda? <laughs> did you, did yeah. any of you watch Coda? <laughs> I tried to watch Coda. I was there. I couldn't watch Coda. I couldn't even see Coda. And I was rain at tires Coda.
2: Work, rain <laughs> tires work in the rain. Rain tires don't work when the track is a lake.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can't hit standing water at 130 miles an hour and expect someone not to end up in a wall. So I don't, I don't care how good the rain tires are. Yeah. There's only so much you can do. Standing water is no bueno. You ever hydroplane in your car on the highway going 60? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's not code brown. Try doubling yeah. that speed code brown.
1: Nur. I love the race <laughs> yes. when it first started. I really wish it would have stayed that wet for at least the first stage. But it, Agreed. It, it yep. dried out so quick, but I will say we'll get into it. The racing when they went from rain tires to dry tires was so good,
2: dude. It those, was insane. the varying the strategy. Battles. Was awesome. Yeah. The battles when the guys were coming. So who was it that came in for? I don't. Again, we're gonna get uh, to it. But the 14 Buscher. came in first. Busher, I think was
0: Busher and Briscoe. Briscoe, yeah.
2: Yeah, when Briscoe and like McDowell and Reddick, like when they're coming out of the pits and. Uh, briscoe's already been out there on drives for a while so he knows where he can break and then you're watching mcdowell and reddick try to figure it out and they're battling back dude that was like that three four five lap span was unbelievable
1: oh. Dude, it was like a five or six car battle for the lead like three quarters of the way through stage one and it was so good it got ruined when reddick blew the bus stop i was like no yeah because that kind of broke him up a bit but like it was so like that was some of the most exciting racing I've seen in a long time. Oh, and it was fantastic. Just, it was in the middle of Agreed. stage one, like it meant nothing. Yeah. And I was like, this is so good.
0: All like, well, the pressure's this. heating up. I mean, it's winter go home at this point. You know, you get this, car, this week and this now car, Daytona. This car has kind of not to say ruined road courses, but it hasn't, they
2: haven't been good this year. It was fucking phenomenal. Coda was great. Play. Coda was good, but I think the other ones like Sonoma was a bit of a snoozer. Road America was a bit of a snoozer. It had a couple of good moments, but this race was really good. Like the whole
0: race, yeah. This was beginning to end. Awesome. Yeah, it just awesome proves
1: why this needs to stay a track, and some of these roll rolls and infield race tracks and like hodgepodge road courses we're going to don't need to be races. Yeah, like this just showed the superiority of Watkins Glen and why it's been in NASCAR for so long. Because it's yeah. that good of a racetrack.
0: Both the racing, also the coverage is incredible. Yeah, like th- all their different camera angles are amazing. Their camera angles—I said it on
1: Discord—I'll say it again: <clears throat> their camera angles this weekend were so good, but it made the track not look like Watkins Glen to me. Because I'm so used to the traditional camera styles they use at Watkins Glen through the carousel, the backstretch. Like it was always like a above view coming to the bus stop, and then they cut to like a ground view going through and out of the bus stop. Like, I'm so used to the views at Watkins Glen that the new cameras, as sick as they were, I was like, this looks like a completely different racetrack because it does, of the yeah. cameras they were using. But well, it was, I
2: was so good. One thing I was thinking of, and this is kudos to Watkins Glen being such a great track, is, I mean, every variation of Cup Car puts on a good show here. I was going to say know, that. Going yeah. back to the going back to the Luminas and the Grand Prix and the Thunderbirds to the Monte Carlos and the Taurus. The Car Tomorrows, the, dude. The Car Tomorrows, then the Gen 6s, now these, like there's never been in my lifetime a generation of car that's raced at Watkins Glen that I'm like, it kind of sucks here.
0: NASCAR like reshared the, um, the Kozlowski Kyle Busch one.
2: Yes. Yeah. With, yeah. Uh, well, the Kozlowski Kyle Busch, Marcus Ambrose one.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: But like, then like, you know, you look at Sonoma, there's been stretches where like Sonoma was good in the sixes, but like the car tomorrow's kind of sucked. The gen seven, the next gen race kind of sucked this year. Like we don't have that problem with Watkins Glen. Every fucking generation of cars, been incredible there.
1: Yeah, I mean, what was the last really good Sonoma race? Tony Stewart's last win,
2: I think so. Yeah, that was probably. just an
1: exciting lap where Watkins Glen. I feel like is that track where all day long you race it like a clean, super like consistent, precise road course, and then that final run you can run it like the old Riverside Speedway, like the yes, like passing in the grass, sliding around. You're dead sideways through the bus stop and stuff like that. Like it just opens it up for mayhem at the end, but just like extreme driver skill the entire time.
2: I watching love those around. watching the Xfinity cars and the Cup cars attack the curbs on the bus stop were uh, just some of the camera angles they had were ridiculous. Yeah.
1: I would like them to change track limits a little bit though. I think get them maybe turn 1 and turn um 6 probably the other worst one like turn what, coming one, out of the carousel. Yeah, like turn yeah, out of the five. carousel so that's 5. Turn one and five, maybe like suck the track limits in a little bit because they are getting a little too crazy. It's I think it's if turn yeah. one, if they tighten it up, it's kind of like the uh that hard right hander at Sonoma. I don't remember what t- what uh turn that is, uh, but that one where like they always almost clip the wall every time. Not two. The Oh, before, I know what you're talking. Like yeah, the, yeah, The sharp right hander coming down the hill. Before the I think SS. that's
2: like six, I think that's like yeah. five, six, seven, somewhere yeah, the, in that range. Yeah, the
1: sharp 90 degree right hander where they always swing out, and there was always that foam wall that they yep. caught by the edge of the barrier. That was always super good, but I think suck the track limits in a little bit at Watkins Glen to make them have to like use the track and battle a little bit more rather than just being able to swing out 400 yards and not be in anyone's way.
0: Wonderful, wonderful ideas. The only problem though, like Indy. That turn one is a nightmare because it's so tight and so narrow. Right. You don't want to narrow it too much. Then it becomes a mess. I'm not saying F1 rules where you can't jump the
1: curb, but the amount they're going over, like especially out of the carousel, that's ridiculous. Like the track is 800 feet wide right there. Yeah. Using all of it. Yeah. Like it's a bit much, but I think if you could rein that in a little bit, it would make for more exciting racing because they couldn't just get away from each other.
0: Yeah. Agreed. Um, All right, let's get into it. Uh, Kyle Busch, Seabell to the rear for engine changes. Uh, Willie B, Daniel Kvyat, Ty Gibbs, Cody Ware, and Kyle Tilly to the rear for unapproved adjustments. Uh, We kick things off. Chase Elliott leading the field to green. Um, Everyone started on wet tires, but Michael McDowell early in lap one passing Kyle Larson for second during the S's. Uh, And Eric Amarola misses the bus stop on turn one, serving his stop and go. Um, We only make it one more lap to lap two before we have our first spin. AJ Allmendinger goes around in turn one after Austin Sindrick just buries him and and cleans him out entirely. Uh, Also, Harrison Burton and Corey LaJoy both spin in turn one as well on the same lap. Um, we get to lap four and Michael McDowell passing Chase Elliott for the lead going through the S's. McDowell was a weapon. He looked awesome early in that race. Um, alrighty. We made it to lap five. Justin Haley had to come to pit road to reattach the window net, which had come loose. And Kyle Larson missed the inner loop uh from fourth, had to do a stop and go, dropping to sixth place, I think, sixth or seventh. Um, And then the excitement started at lap seven. Chris Buescher was the first to pit to put on dry tires, who was in fourth place at the time. And Briscoe followed suit at lap eight. Um, Lap nine, McDowell being challenged by Tyler Reddick. Both um, broke away to a nine-second lead over Chase Elliott in third. Yeah, they were gone. I think they got got up to
1: an 11-second lead at one point
0: um all right lap 13 mcdowell came off uh pit road just in front of briscoe this is what dan was just talking about a minute ago uh on dry tires briscoe passing uh mcdowell reddick pitting for dry tires as well on lap 13 and then 14 reddick comes out off pit road just in front of the lead pack um did miss the inner loop though came off in a great spot Missed the inner loop stop and go
2: I loved I loved the what you could see, like I brought up a little bit ago, where Briscoe had already had a few laps and he knew where he needed to break and stuff. When they went into the bus stop the first time when it was McDowell and Briscoe, McDowell broke like 300 feet before Briscoe did because you knew he was like, oh, I don't know if I can make it there. And then he watched Briscoe do it. The next lap, he drove it in just as deep as Briscoe did. He's like, oh, oh that's how oh, okay, I
0: got it. These, that's what these tires four. do. Yeah. Uh, Lap 18, we had a whole bunch of people short pitting the stage. Uh, Elliott, Cindric, Willie uh, Seabell, Larson, Bowman, Willie B, Blaney, MTJ, Busher, blah, blah, blah. Uh, McDowell did pit from the lead uh, and Cindric got a speeding penalty. uh, But ultimately, that gave Chase Briscoe the stage one victory, followed by Tyler Reddick, Daniel Suarez, Todd Gilland and Ross Chastain. Your top five. Joey Logano, Ty Dillon, Michael McDowell, Kyle Busch, and A.J. Allmendinger, your top 10 in stage one. We restart for stage two with Todd Gilliland leading uh, alongside Joey Logano. And we make it a couple more laps. Todd Gilliland running very, very well, impressively again at a road course, much like he did at Indy. But we see a little wiggle, wiggle, and shake your rump at lap 28 and ultimately, we find out Gilliland may have potentially broken an axle coming to pit road shortly thereafter. Did not get the finish he probably deserved. The kid was running quite no, well. He was doing fantastic
1: before he had his little wiggle, wiggle, shake the rump, as you would say. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, yeah, he, wiggler, sh- shake he was rump. looking super strong, and they were battling, and as soon as he lost the lead, he just pulled off like, Clearly there was something broken and it ended up being an axle. I believe they said that sucked.
2: Yeah. Yep. Well, and that's the thing. Like he was out front and it wasn't like he was just in a fluke out front and got passed right away. He led a couple handful of laps and he was holding his own, even pulling away a little bit.
1: I think in that first run, he drove up to sixth before everyone started pitting.
0: Yeah. So
2: he was quick. Yep. Those front row cars came to play yesterday.
0: They did. Um, all right. We got the 32 Redick and Rockefeller spin in the inner loop battling for 20th. Um, then we get to 38, um, uh, MTJ, Kimmy, Loris, Corey Lejoy all pit before the stage break and Corey Lejoy gets a removing equipment penalty as the gas can was still attached when he tried to drive away. Wah,
2: wah. How about that crew that you just lost?
1: Yep. Wasn't that the one person that's the they one kept? person oh, that, was. He right. that was the one person that stayed. Oh, well, I guess we should
2: have got rid of him too. He's like, it, shit. Whoops. these
1: Hendrick crews are a little quicker than I expected.
0: <laughs> that ultimately brought us to the end of stage two, giving the stage win to Mr. Joey Logano followed by Kyle Bush, Michael McDowell, Chase Elliott, Ty Dillon, your top five, Joey hand in sixth, Chris Buescher, Kyle Larson, Cole Custer, and Seabell, your top 10 in stage two. How about Joey Hand getting that Rick Ware car up into the top 10, yeah, huh? It didn't it look that slow? No. Like it had horsepower on the restarts. He, yeah. he was no slouch. Kid knows what he's doing. We restart for stage three at lap 45. Uh, McDowell leading inside. Elliott second outside. A um, little bit of carnage on that uh, lap as Austin Dillon spun on the bus stop got to it with uh, mr ross jastain and shortly thereafter kimmy raikkonen makes contact uh with the outside tire barrier after he launched the car off of uh, loris Heseman's 26 car 27 car 26 27 either way Drove up that rear tire and yeah, launched that Project 91.
2: Unfortunately, he had he had nowhere to go in that one. Everyone stacked up and went left. It looked and he like was he, the last one out there.
1: He goosed it because he was going quite a bit faster than everybody else. I think other people were checking up and he got into the throttle to try to like get past them spinning. Yep. And that's when he made contact with the 26 car, yep. 27, whatever one it was.
0: Uh, it looked like he was trying to pass on the outside, yeah. but he just caught that rear quarter and went right up the tire.
1: Yeah, and it—I it, think it may have broken something because he just went straight after that. As soon as it came yep. back on the ground, he had no steering whatsoever. Ended up getting wedged in the wall and couldn't really do anything. So, but he was
0: up—he uh, was up in the top ten, top fifteen for quite some time. Yeah, I mean, he rode around, definitely the top having 10. a good time. He was battling Chase Elliott a bit. I mean, he was—he had speed. You hate to see him not finish the race, but awesome to see him in the race and uh, you know, not just riding around either. Definitely it up there battling. Like
1: he was a little cold in his interview, which probably makes sense why he's called the Iceman.
0: but um <laughs> he seemed like he seemed like there that's was just,
1: if the opportunity arose he, he would come back yeah yeah i he hope he comes back he wasn't really given parker much to work with on that one but it seemed like if if they asked he would come back his job wasn't done yet
0: oh i'm sure um all right so we restart with mcdowell uh alongside chase elliott uh, Larson restarted sixth of the time and gets past C bell for third, Um uh, 49. Elliott outbreaks McDowell a bit, taking the lead at 49. Um, we get to 54 and Joey hand is the first to pit from fifth, uh, triggering a whole bunch of green flag stops through 61. We'll recap them all. Cause it's useless. Um, 64 Chastain and chase Briscoe spinning the bus stop. Battling for 27th. Um, both continue on. No issues. Um, lap 72. Chase Elliott takes the lead away from Austin Dillon in the carousel. And Kyle Larson follows suit. 74. Kyle Busch was in ninth place at the time and spins pretty much solo in the exit of turn one. Tags the inside wall. Unfortunate for my draft kings. That pretty much he actually hit the wall
2: it. pretty hard. I was surprised he that did. didn't rear its ugly head later like with a bent toe link or something
0: yeah um the good day goes wrong when joey hand spins in turn one backs it into the tire barrier bringing out a caution to paint the end of the race restart that everyone is talking about norm hit him with it uh restarted 82
1: so there was what six laps to go five laps to go at this point. Eight, point eight eight was that many god damn
2: so that's not the final restart. Yeah. wasn't the final restart after Austin Dillon. Oh, no, no. Them. Sorry.
0: 82 was a restart where uh, Loris Heseman spins into the gravel yeah, on turn stick. six. So then we get to lap 86 for the next restart. Right. Which is now go. go. Okay.
1: So Mr. Clyde Elliott himself. Thank you, Dan. Is starting in the front. Gotcha uh, First place and starting second is Kyle Larson. Chase Elliott had taken the outside on the past two restarts, I believe, before this or the one restart that was previously before this. And everyone played nice behind him. And he was kind of able to skate around the outside and just shoot into the S's all alone by himself Uh, with five laps to go. Pretty bold call on his part to take the outside. I'd say not guaranteed that everyone underneath you plays nice. Kyle Larson started on set in second gets a pretty good push from AJ Allmendinger coming down the front stretch and he's able to stay door to door with chase going into one chase on the outside. Kyle Larson on the inside. Um, Kyle Larson locks up the right front skids through the corner pretty much and goes straight over the curb. Unfortunately, Chase Elliott is next to him and it really upsets Chase's car. He has to check up and Kyle Larson's able to keep on going. And after that, it was pretty much Chase Elliott dropped back to fifth. It was Kyle Larson, AJ Allmendinger, Joey Logano, and then Chase Elliott, I believe were the top four or five. And, Unfortunate for Chase, but Kyle just was able to just drive away. He battled AJ Allmendinger for a lap or two and then pulled away to like a half second lead and ended up finishing the race in first. Um, There's a lot of upset Chase Elliott fans. Understandably, it wasn't the dirtiest move I've ever seen, but obviously Larson moved him
0: to get the win. The funny thing is my father just texted me asking me about Chase get using getting used up. <laughs> just replying to my father. Um, so, Dan, what's your take on it?
2: I mean, I'm with Norm. I, I don't think it was the dirtiest move that's ever been pulled. I don't even think it's really that dirty, to be honest with you. That's It, it looked like a racing deal to me. I don't think Larson wanted to push him out past the curb whatever, you know what I mean? How, how he basically drove him out in no man's land out there. I don't think that was his plan. He just drove it in deep, locked up the right front. And that's the end result, basically. I mean, it worked out for him, but I don't think he went in there saying I'm pushing him out wide and I'm going to drive right around him. He was just trying to outbreak him into the corner and beat him off the corner.
0: Uh-huh. I mean, in his post-race, <laughs> you could hear him. He's like, that's not how I wanted to win. I don't exactly. know. I, I don't want to say it wasn't intentional, because I kind of think it was intentional, but you got to win, you know, you got to win it, when your teammates all week long, you put that helmet on. You don't want to dump your teammate. You don't want to blow the car up that your owner has to pay for, you know, like you don't want to total the car. You don't want to put him into the fence, but if you use him up, he loses two spots. You win. Right. You're, How, you're, you're getting not paid to, to
2: win. Not to mention the fact that your teammate has four wins, is the regular season championship, and basically has a fucking bye week into the halfway through the second round. See, I and don't, you've got one win.
1: I don't think Kyle Larson's thinking about that. I don't think he cares how many points Chase has. If maybe Chase wasn't locked in and Chase was in Ryan Blaney's position, I doubt he would have done that being in his position. I agree. But it's, you got to think of it like he wants to win, he wants to beat Chase. He doesn't want to wreck Chase, he doesn't want to hook him and turn him. And he especially doesn't want to wreck both of them because that was a serious risk as to what he was doing too, is if he drove it in too deep, jumped over the curb, got loose and put them both in the wall. And now both of Rick Hendricks cars just wrecked and turned one on the final restart. Yeah. That doesn't look very good. I think he drove in there with the full understanding is I'm going to go as hard, if not harder than I've gone all day. And I'm going to do everything I can to beat him off of the corner. (laughs) And (laughs) And
0: uh, (laughs) I'm going to do everything I
1: can to beat him to the S's. Whether I get into him or not, he obviously locked up the front. He moved chase out of the way, but yeah, it wasn't, he didn't wreck him. He moved him in moving. So
2: racing, like, you know what I mean? And you got to put yourself in Larson's shoes where he had a season last year where he had nine wins or whatever it was. He's got one win this year. Yeah. He hasn't won since February. He hasn't won since February at Fontana, so he's looking at it going, you know, he just needs to get back into the the form he was in last year heading into the playoffs. He needs some momentum. And a win really helps with that.
1: Yep. Yeah, like I yep. think Chase has every right to be mad, but I also oh, absolutely. think I'd Chase be is overreacting for the situation. This is no different, if not less malicious, than Denny Hamlin at Pocono. And both of those guys got out of their car and went, hey, I saw nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But... Yep. It wasn't, he didn't wreck him. That's, people are saying, oh, Kyle Larson can only wreck Chase Elliott to win. Like, he didn't fucking wreck him. Chase Elliott finished fourth. Yeah. He lost he two moved spots. Him. This isn't, this wasn't Joey Logano to William Byron at Darlington.
0: Yeah. He, he didn't, didn't put him in the he fence. He didn't
1: shove him to the point where he's going to wreck his car. Right. This wasn't Chase Elliott throwing a bad block or a late block on Corey LaJoy and putting him in the fence and Corey LaJoy wrecks. We didn't say that was unfair and Corey LaJoy wrecked. Yeah. It's a racing deal. This was, he drove it in deep. Chase Elliott should have known, Hey, I know it's quicker to go on the outside, but it's a lot safer to go on the inside. Yep. Like, did you guys not watch Indy? You know, what's going to happen in these,
0: these sharp right hand turns on a restart. You are teammates, but you're still competitors on the racetrack. It's the only sport where you are expected and paid to race your teammates as hard as you are expected to and paid to race the rest of the field. You know, you don't get team points.
1: And that's kind of the
0: common consensus is
1: everyone agrees that it's your teammates until the trophies on the line. Exactly. Like I'm teammates with you until the last lap. Okay. That's I'm teammates with you until the last restart. Yeah. You know
0: what I mean? And it's the second to last race of the regular season. We're still teammates, but I'm going to nudge it and take it because it's go time. Now, you know, the regular season is pretty much over. I need some momentum going into the playoffs. I need to worry about myself now. Right. You know, I don't want to, clean you out, but I got to worry about myself. You know, yeah. you, you got four, you got 25 points. You got another 15 coming your way for the regular season championship. I need a couple as well. Yeah. So I'm going to use you up. I don't blame him at all. You could tell Larson was not happy about it either. Like he didn't do a burnout when he got out of the car, he like give a little fist pump and that's it. He's like, it's not how I wanted to win. It's not what I wanted to do. Blah, blah, blah. You could tell he felt bad about it. But he's still got to win. And he did.
1: I think Larson was too hard on himself and Chase was way too hard on Larson. Agreed. I think in a perfect world, Larson drives it in hard. They door each other. They battle it out to the S's side by side. Best man takes it. Right. Like that's what he wanted to happen. His best shot at winning that race was being side by side with Chase out of turn one. Yep. He got into him, was able to recover. They both took off. Chase got bumped back a couple spots because it's a hornet's nest. I mean, I don't, I think starting on the outside, any driver you know, in the, risk. the field would have done that, if not worse, to Chase Elliott on that restart. 100%. I think it was way too bold of a call for him to take the outside on the final restart or what we suspect would be the final restart, inside five to go. That is way too ballsy of a call to make to trust the guy on your inside, not to bury you in there. Agreed. So I think, honestly... It was same could be said. Same exact thing was said about Ross at Pocono is no one blamed Denny. Everyone blamed Ross. Why would you put yourself in that position? Why would you put yourself on the outside on a restart where, you know, that guy on the inside can just move you Mm -hmm. like it's, you made that decision to play the risky game and you paid the consequences. And honestly, I think Chase Elliott for what position he put himself in got best case scenario out of what could have happened.
0: Agreed. Agreed completely. I know there's plenty of pissed off Chase Elliott fans, but that's racing. Yeah, I think that's if it any is.
1: one of the other 37 cars on that track were on his inside, Chase Elliott's day would have been over before he got out of that corner.
0: 100%. 100%. Well, that brings us to the end. And officially, we will not have 17 winners. 16, still have still 16, 16 at most. So no threat of a winner not making the playoffs. Martin Truex Jr., or Ryan Blaney will not be making the playoffs. One of the two, unless
1: somehow, like you said earlier, Kurt Busch maybe waves his chance to p- c- compete. Highly unlikely. But I one or one or both of them aren't making the playoffs this year, which is insane because they are both typically favorites
0: for the Final Four. Yep, not gonna happen. Um, all right, let's head to some questions, Dan. You got any Twitter questions? If you're still awake.
1: Yeah,
2: we're a little, yeah, fucking.
0: There's a bunch the of Twitter over.
1: ones, if you're able to read them.
2: Yeah, we've got a few Twitter ones. Uh, we were a little light today, but as Chris usual, Chris Mr. AF Django came in clutch. All right. Starting at the bottom, we've got Mr. Ryan Hammond, WF professor. Which hosts would win a 24-hour race in VW Rabbits around the Glen? Revival, Topics, or Us. Us.
1: Us. See, I'd like to pat I ourselves mean, on the back there, but two out of the three revival guys, actually three out of four, if you count whatever Shook does as
0: experience, have like track car experience. Ooh, at the Glen though. No. Yeah. I didn't factor that part in. Like
1: I've never seen Chuck and Corey race, but they both have track experience where we have video game experience.
0: Yeah. I mean I got track. I'm so in a real us.
1: world experience. I'd like to think I'd, I could put the team on my back and do a fantastic job, but I have no idea.
0: I mean, I did put the team on my back at New Hampshire, but that's an oval track. Yeah. Hey, did you get that plaque yet, by the way? Yeah, it's right here. Let's fucking
2: go. That's
0: what I was just pulling out of my back.
2: Hammer that bad boy on tonight?
0: Yeah, like we got to change. I think it's a little head screws.
2: Yeah, they're little screws. Uh, yeah. It'll be between Revival and us. I, I agree. Because Topics and then we'll just start a tailgate with the hot dog roller and get drunk.
0: <laughs> yeah i mean i'd probably rather be there big Same. shouts
2: to those boys all right now we get into the af Django chronicles let's go uh af Django. did you guys hear the new denny hamlin song on dirty mo no i didn't listen this week no is it this week I, new one i don't know i've been in fucking podcast i haven't listened to any of my podcasts for like two weeks and I, I heard it. the
0: one when denny was on
1: it if there's a new one this week yeah. i haven't heard it yet yeah unexciting answer we did not listen to it
2: are. uh, AF Django does the well, winner get a bowling ball? Uh, I think they got a pin. I think Larson got a
0: All pin. I saw was was like bowling. chalices, I think there's a pin a part of it. Oh, speaking of which, did you see that Eric Elmerola break Eric Elmerola beat the uh, the Guinness record? World record? I yeah. saw
1: a failed attempt, I didn't see no, he, they made hard. it. No, he got it.
0: The got longest it. uh, bowling strike. strike, 800 feet, and it wasn't through like like, the S's
1: from what I saw, it wasn't the easiest thing ever because it was like it was the around the corner. Yeah, so it was like you you had to throw it in an exact spot and like hook the curb and it was incredible the wall in the video I saw.
2: All right. AF Django hot take Eric and Kyle swap since they can't make decisions on their career next year. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good. All right. We got a uh, we got a we got a four for one here. Yeah, circle jerks scheme of the week (sighs)
0: scheme of the week.
2: (sighs) I like Corey's. Do we get- oh, yeah, the, 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 race,
0: the, the lemons, dude. Lemon Raz, whatever. It it was.
1: Yeah. Sorry. I don't think yeah, there was anything. Yeah, that was sick. Do. There's nothing really
2: new. There wasn't really anything mind blowing from what I remember. Yeah, I'm going the, with the seven, the 07 for seven sure. bucked
1: up Xfinity car though. Just the old papyrus vibes, but he's run that scheme a couple of times, so I'm
2: not going to give was, it to him. Who was the 51 in the Xfinity race? That was that like Clements? Yeah, Clements car looked good. It almost looked like a throwback.
1: I think it was almost like the K2 car, honestly.
2: Yeah. yeah. It might have been intentional. All right. Uh, Circle Jerks, Driver of the Week. Kyle Larson. I'd say Kyle Larson, sweeping both races. Sweep the races,
1: luck luck on Saturday, and kind of determination on Sunday.
2: Yep, agreed. Uh, Jerk of the Week. I don't know. There were a lot of jerks out there.
1: I'm trying to think of a good one. Whoever caused the wreck that took Kimmy out. So I think Austin Dillon.
2: I think Austin Dillon. Yeah, um, I think.
1: No, Ross caused that wreck. Actually, I think you're Ross are right. Because I, I remember thinking Austin that Dylan. So it's uh, Ross
2: is the jerk of the week. Well, big shocker. Um, and then he answered his own question. Circle jerks, best commentator of the week. Mike Bagley.
1: Uh, Bagley was super good. But it was like every time he talked, I forgot I was watching TV.
2: Because I felt I like agree. I was
1: I was listening to MRN,
2: and you could hear him trip a couple times because he's so used to having to be so descriptive yep. on the radio that it's hard. I remember uh, a couple years ago when the Red Sox moved their radio guy from the radio to TV for the first like half the season, he was being way too descriptive because he's so used to having to paint the picture so yep. well, you know. Um. So, but I I love when they put him at Watkins Glen. It's so good. Kyle, I want Kyle to answer these. So we'll, is
1: we'll Bagman the commentator of the week? Oh yeah, I'm a big
0: Bagley fan yeah, though. I listen Kyle's, to him every. That's Kyle's boy.
2: Yeah, I listen yeah, to Bagley
0: so, at least four days a week. So
2: yeah, he. I was saying He's he a did a really though. good job. You heard him trip a couple times because he was being too descriptive, but that's so hard to shut off. Oh yeah, do radio all the time. Yeah, uh, here, Kyle, real quick. Uh, you we, we did scheme of the week, uh, driver of the week,
0: AJ. Well, we went two large. second place finishes, two P2 yeah. finishes in cars that are not fast enough to be P2 cars. Yeah, they okay. admittedly I have been behind the pace all season long. And AJ making those maybe top 15 cars, P2 cars, AJ all day. I'd
1: say they were both, yep. they were all top 10 cars.
0: Yeah, even yeah. 31 had speed on Sunday until he had the window net issue, but they which, weren't P2 cars, right? At all, those things were not that good, like especially watching the Xfinity race when. Ty Gibbs is beating his bumper down. AJ's just not letting him go. That 54 was noticeably faster than yeah, the 16 think, and AJ would not let him go.
1: I don't think they had the hill climb speed all weekend. Not at you all. You could see on the restarts, they were kind of fading in the hills through the S's up the hill to yeah. the backstretch. But AJ just but has yeah, the
0: talent to make it do what I don't, he needs it to do. I don't do. disagree.
1: AJ definitely outperformed and did fantastic this weekend, but it's AJ. So second place isn't enough. You know what I mean? No, like but you expect him, but it's, It's got to be crazy for AJ to come to these road courses. And consistently, I think he got like second or third at Indy.
0: AJ has been in the lead in the Xfinity series points for, I think, 18 weeks so far. Like just dominant. It's got to be crazy. His average finish. He's done five road courses. He's won three times. His average finish on the road courses is 2.3. If my math, fuzzy math is quick. He's got to be second guessing that not going to cup thing though. No,
1: like choosing. He doesn't care.
2: I think he's having fun. He's He's having a blast, blast,
1: but it's got to be like, like when he shows up to these road courses, he does so good. It's like, oh, I'm like,
0: no, he he admitted it. He's he's been offered so many different contracts. He's like, nah, just I'm just having a good time.
2: And then a quick one for Kyle. We already answered a jerk of the week. (sighs) We went with uh, for causing the wreck that took Kimmy out.
1: I'm going with Gibbs. Yeah, I think Dan and I agreed on everything so far.
2: Going uh, with Gibbs. Gibbs. I do, I was also going to throw Gibbs in there as well for stuffing it into the bus stop when he, he had the car to get back yeah, around. Yeah, and his violent, comment after
0: the fact, is like, I raced him clean until I wrecked him. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. What?
2: <laughs> uh, honorable that doesn't mention to, Honorable mention to Chase for, once again, not showing emotion after the race and just cho- towing the company line.
1: Yeah, I think I was going to give honorable mention to Chase as well for having a full-blown Kyle Busch interview after the race. Yeah.
0: Yep. I'm just here so I Didn't don't like that. That. Yeah, wanted, the whole I'm that just was here so finally, I
2: do attitude. That was finally going to be the chance for that kid to show some goddamn emotion. And there was nothing there. Well, and I get it. I get toe on the company line, but like, goddamn, dude.
0: Well, you have to, you have to wonder if uh, Mr. Hendrick and Mr. Gordon had a conversation with them. Well, did, the the did you see the video?
2: Did you see the like video?
1: I saw the video. was like fuming in their faces. And I a hundred percent know for a fact that they both looked at him and like, went, Hey, I mean, at least a, uh, a team car won the race. Like that was their yeah. way of talking him down. And I imagine that's exactly what they said. Like, Hey, look at it this way. At least a Rick Hendrick car won today.
0: Hey, good and news. He, Both yeah. the Hendrick cars painted cars won. So we have better pictures in, in victory. Right, lane. But I, <laughs>
2: it was,
1: it was chase. Like you're going to let him do that. Pissed after the race, whatever. Rightfully so. We are, we all agreed. He had a reason to be mad, maybe overreacted, but he had a reason to be mad. But I guarantee their way of talking him down was, Hey, all things considered, you had a decent finish really good finish, but a decent finish for you at a road course. And you just
0: won the regular season championship
1: and a Rick Hendrick car won the race. And I think that was his motivation into his interview of like, Oh yeah. Rick Hendrick car won today. Oh, Rick Hendrick car. That's all that matters. Oh, as long as a Rick Hendrick car wins. And I think that's what drove him into having the interview. He did. It was almost like like a spiteful version of of him saying that Kyle Bush, like, Oh, at least the boss is happy. It doesn't matter about me if I'm happy. Like, yeah, at least a Rick Hendrick car one today. Congratulations. He deserves Kyle it. and I
2: Kyle I, applaud and I his restraint. on Discord and we were like, he's fuming. We both basically said oh, it at yeah. the same time, we're like, he's fucking boiling.
0: Yeah, but I, I do applaud Chase a lot for his restraint. Yeah. You could see, you could visually see how fuming and like Dan and I said, boiling he was. I applaud his restraint. I do. Well, you could what I like to have seen him like express his real emotion. Absolutely. But I do applaud him for not
1: right. You can have restraint in your composure and say what you want to say rather than having constraint and mocking your owner for a five minute interview. Yeah. Yeah. And him completely blowing off any other question they asked him to go, oh. I'm just happy for Kyle Larson. As long as Kyle Larson wins, we're all happy. And it's like, but you like, dude, like, that's also your you interpretation
0: worse. of it. Cause yeah. he, you could say that, but like, well, it seems like he's mocking him. And then he could just keep saying the right. same thing exactly. over and over again. And you'll forever be wrong. And he can hide behind that all the time, despite how mad he right. actually it's, is. It's, he so can just I, go
1: like, Oh, nothing I said was bad. I
0: applaud him for feeding the TV bullshit. Yeah, I wouldn't have been able to do it. I would have been nope. pissed. So good fam.
2: One more from Mr. Django, and it's just kind of a comment. Sometimes, just sometimes, I'd like to see I'd like to see a road version of the cars with spoilers and other mods. I think he means like a Camaro, but like looking like a next gen Did you buy you see- off. The, like, a,
1: like a car tomorrow, next gen. Did you guys see the Dodge Charger wrapped like Chase Briscoe's car? No. No. There was a Dodge Charger in the infield, like a new Dodge Charger, like not like an, a sick one or anything like that, just like a base model charger rental car but it was wrapped front to back identical to Chase Briscoe's Mahindra tractors car. That's cool. And everyone's <laughs> like, like, Oh dude, you're spoiling the announcement. Like oh, you're foreshadowing blowing, dude, you're
0: the announcement. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, is that, that it is for Twitter? It.
2: That is it from Twitter land. All right. I'm right.
1: going to go disco. All right. I'm going to go back. You guys were asking some questions early in the week. So I'm going to try to get to those. W who do you think got a bigger contract extension? Bubba, or blaming?
0: Um, I think duration wise, they're probably about the same. Um, probably, you know, three year extension, maybe two. Um, But I think dollar figure wise, Bubba's is absolutely worth more money. That's because exactly what Bubba brings in so much money. Like look at, look at his sponsors. They're big names like DoorDash. DoorDash is huge right now. DoorDash and Uber Eats. Like, but DoorDash is massive. DoorDash is bigger than Uber Eats. I think they passed them. Yeah, absolutely. Huge, especially in like the younger demographic, the people that NASCAR needs to go after. DoorDash, huge in the younger demographic. Columbia, Outdoors, sporting goods, that type of shit. Um, again, mostly younger demographic. Um, McDonald's. McDonald's. Okay. You have McDonald's. Yep. Draft
1: uh, Kings for the couple races. Yeah. They do draft
0: Kings. Again, appeasing the younger demographic. So Bubba brings in people that the sport needs. There's no question in my mind Bubba's is worth a significant amount more money. That's exactly than what I
1: said is I commented immediately and I was like, Blaney, more time. Bubba, more money.
0: Yeah, Blaney's so Blaney maybe Blaney three probably got a
1: four Bubba's or five year and Bubba got a three year, but yeah. Blaney got a $5 million a year and Bubba got like a $10 million a year. Oh, yeah. Like I think... No doubt. Blaney has that Menards, but Menards is more of a team sponsor. Right. So, yeah. Dan?
2: No, I agree with that. I think um, I saw you say that literally right away that Blaney would have more time and Bubba was more money yeah. and I, I 100% agree with Agreed. that. And...
1: This one is for Kyle. It was brought up by cash. This created a little bit of a discussion. Yeah. Edward money, Kyle Belcher. I'll give you a few days to think on this top five favorite Henge or Harvick paint scheme of all time. And he shared one that it was Harvick ran in 2005. It was pretty much a mashup of every paint scheme he had run up into that point. Yep. So it was like a white good wrench nose to a silver good wrench. To a black good wrench with a white stripe on the bottom. It was just like a mix up of like his three most popular schemes at the time. Yep. Um, other people, you put down the Pennzoil Shell scheme, which is a really favorite of mine. A banger. Uh,
0: so, so my 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 P one without a doubt is this year's Coke six hundred Mobile One car with the American flag on it and the Pegasus on the side. <laughs> that one's P <P1. coughs> one.
1: I, I like the little horse noise
0: um the penzoil 29 car that I shared um uh, no particular order after the p1 because I haven't decided on that that penzoil 29 for sure um the bush throwback that he ran in New Hampshire uh, yeah. in 2020 I think it was 2019 or 2020. Um, I think it was
2: 19. I think it, the,
0: yeah, I think I that think. was the 19 win. Um, with the the blue, like the horses on the bottom and stuff. Like, that one was killer. Um, I like the Atlanta 01 victory car. The white one. The white good wrench car. Um, whew, um, the Bush um, for the farmer's car. The corn car was sick. And... I'm going
1: to go with the Budweiser 29. So that's my favorite. I'm not going to list off a million of them. My favorite Harvick scheme, he ran on two different cars. His last year with RCR and his first year with Stuart Haas, that Budweiser scheme with the white nose. That's Yeah, that's the one. That's the scheme. Yep. Same, exact, same exact scheme He ran on the 29. I can't The believe,
0: 29 and the 4 were exactly the same. I can't believe they
1: let him do that and run the same scheme on two different teams. Yep. But that scheme, that's the one. so hard. I loved the Budweiser bow tie logo. Mm-hmm. And the white nose with the logo and it was like crooked on the nose. I love when teams do that. I love a crooked nose logo. Yeah. It
0: goes so good. But I think that's my favorite Harvick scheme. Yep. That's absolutely top five for me. So all of those are absolute bangers. Um, (laughs) Harvick's just had like my fandom aside, he's always had good sponsors with banger schemes. Although I wasn't a huge fan of the freaky fast cars, the, the Jimmy John cars, they when were okay. They first came out, they looked good, but they just
1: never changed it. So yeah, it just got out.
0: boring. Um, never liked any of the Hunt Brothers ones. They were all mediocre at best. Um, the Bush, like for the fans ones, like the the pink one and the millennial cars, they were funny, but not fun. But the Bush throwbacks, the Budweiser's, the Pens oils, and the mobile ones. His by
1: far. main sponsors the entire time he was at RCR were good. Yeah. Like his main sponsors car, I'll give this one a shout out because it is one of my all time favorite paint schemes. And I know it's Cohan's favorite paint scheme. So I'll shout it out to him as well. Harvick's 03 through 06 good Rents car, the one with the spikes on it, like the black with the silver yeah. spikes, the orange stripe, that yep, bottom yep, yep, one. Yep. Yep. That scheme was just done so good. I think it was a Sam Bass scheme. I want to think it was a Sam Bass scheme, but I know it's one of Cohan's favorites and it's also one of mine. Yeah. So that's shout a great out one. To that guy, that scheme's good. Dan, any favorites that jumped to mind?
2: I don't know. I was just kind of looking through what you guys had posted in that little thread there. Um, I do like that Budweiser car. That was always a really good one. The Bowtie Budweiser one. The, yeah, the the Shell Pennzoil car, I have trouble looking at that and not seeing Logano.
1: That's I, the problem. I kind of like that was completely the OG. forgot that Harvick
2: ran that car. Harvick
0: did it first. Yeah, I it have was the diecast.
1: The OG. It looks so good. Unfortunately, the picture they shared was Daytona. I think it yeah. looked better because the Daytona had the big flat noses. I think it looked better on the normal scheme, but that scheme was so good when it came out; like it was and, just uh, so well. Done. I
0: have that in the diecast for the car tomorrow with the big wing on it. Yeah, the one that Ed
2: shared and right under it, uh, Sanchez shared at the silver fade into the black. I really like yeah it cars that.
1: too. That scheme and then the one Sanchez uh, shared specifically the silver with the twenty nine with the black stripe that just continues off the twenty nine. Mm. I think they ran it on the Sylvania scheme as well. Like they just honorable mention the whoever it. was designing the cars for RCR back then just didn't slappers. They just all look so good. Yeah,
2: and let's be real, Gravedigger. Come on,
0: I, I thought. Yeah. I thought Kyle was gonna say. I was gonna say Gravedigger, but it was only done once, so it was kind of like an yeah. anomaly. So like that's why I didn't bring it up because I don't really consider it like one of his normal paint schemes. It was just done for Father's Day, but I have the Gravedigger shirt. No. Uh, I almost had the sheet metal, but then the guy told me what the price actually was because he had misprinted the price and uh, like $150 to $1,000 was a little bit of a change. So I did not buy it. So I bought the subway one instead. Yeah. Kevin, he's had some good looking schemes. Shout out to him. Dude, the, the next gen subway car too.
1: Whew. And no matter Hot. how bad I think most Stuart Haas schemes have been in the past forever, Kevin's have always been decent. Yeah. Like he's always got the better end of the spectrum as far as the paint schemes go. It's Harvick. Yeah. Uh, Flat out forever. Forever. Chase Elliott has as many emotions as he will have competitors at Bristol this week. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. (laughs) So I don't know how to take his comment. At first, I was like, oh, I think he means Bristol because Bristol's legendary for dumping people.
0: The so old think, schedule used to be Bristol after. right,
1: I think he was insinuating. I thought he was insinuating that he was going to dump Larson like it was Bristol, but then he said it again in his post race interview in the media center. I was like, Oh, he legitimately doesn't know what race is next. <laughs> no, he doesn't. He just doesn't know. Um, Corey scotting. He's got a handful of them here. <sighs> Did anyone expect the budding bromance between Carter Ropley
2: and I? They're having William a great Kyle time in the padded room. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's I, probably my I fault. personally didn't see their two personalities blending as well as they did. Airplanes and trains, baby. Yeah,
0: Planes and trains. They love transport. I used they to, like, I used to and like automobiles. <laughs> it's worn off by now. I really like that those two go at it in the padded room. That's that's my playground. This is great.
1: Love you guys. Keep it going. All right, Corey Scothin again. Are you the type of person that can order a pizza without ordering a side? Oh, shit. Depends on the pizza.
0: So, all right. For me, it depends on the place that I'm ordering it from. So, uh, if you're from New England or know of the New England pizza game, there is a small segment called the South Shore Bar Pizza. Uh, cracker crust, small, individual-sized pizzas, most of those places only serve pizza bar style pizza most of them are bars that just serve pizza there's no other options so you don't have a choice there but when it comes to the normal pizza places i gotta order a side whether it be fries or whatever the only caveat to that is if i'm like sharing a meal then i'll go sub and pizza and then split it damn sub and pizza yeah i can eat a that, lot
1: that's a hearty meal yeah you like that
0: so the
1: short answer is no i have to have something else with it it's not necessary for me, but if I'm getting, like, a personal pizza, I'll usually get, like, a side of fries or mozzarella sticks or, like, cheesy bread sticks yeah. or something. But if I'm, like, my only option is to get, like, a large pizza from Domino's or something like that, and I know I'm going to cut it in half and eat part now, part later, then I won't get a side. But Dan? I know Dan likes pizza.
2: Oh, I am a pizza or nothing like I I will get sides if needed but 90% of the time I'm going to eat the whole pizza to myself anyway so I'm good like just multiple pizza? times on this trip multiple times on this trip I've eaten an entire pizza to myself I mean Domino's I've gotten a medium pizza for lunch and just eaten it you know I don't need the side because I'm full after eating the entire pizza
0: yeah
1: well you're not talking you haven't eaten Domino's while you've been there have you
2: uh, I had Pizza Hut in Edinburgh they had Pizza Hut and it's way fucking better here because Pizza Hut's too goddamn thick at home it was like thin guys travel on the, the world crust, and goes to a pizza foreign <laughs>
1: country and gets the worst local pizza chain
2: <laughs> but it was well what i'm telling you is there it was actually it, it incredible hit it was like you know how pizza it's really thick in I america
1: Hate you yeah. <laughs> well, actually like sabaro's like is a chain but it's better in new york yeah
2: yeah yeah so, I hear so here but it was so weird because like I, I saw it and I we was right after we got here and I just needed something to eat. I was like, all right, fucking I'm going to get it. I haven't I love the stuff crust, but I hate the pizza. Like if they made the stuff crust not attached to the pizza, it'd be great. But I was like, fuck it. I'll eat it. And I got it. And it was so much better here. The stuff
1: crust not attached there. to the pizza is those like borderline prison food, cheesy breadsticks we used to eat in school. Yeah, you I guess guys have those. those? Yeah. They were like Yo, yeah. the olive garden breadsticks with just like cheese in the middle of them.
2: Yep. And they I were so
1: those. like cheap and like garbage,
2: but they were so good. They were so good. I need them right now. If you put them in front of me, I wouldn't even give a fuck. Yeah. They were so good. And they just had but a little no, bit of parmesan I, I on I them. I do not I do not need a side because I'm probably gonna eat the whole pizza anyway. So have you guys made- I practice because I practice fitness and that's fitness whole pizza in my mouth.
1: Hey. Amen, brother. Amen. <laughs> GTL baby. Uh, have you been eating crazy food over there, Daniel? Have you adventured out a little bit?
2: Haven't gone too nuts. I mean, I will say they are onto something here with the cold cheese sandwich, like just like a baguette full of fucking cold cheese. I don't know why it's just a good snack. Like was it's it ever just grab and Go. No, they don't melt it, dude. It's. I was like, there's no way that's going to be good, and it's is the bread phenomenal. warm? No, everything's cold. Like so, they, it's just a raw grilled cheese, pretty much. And for some reason it works
0: all right so is the is the bread crunchy is it like a thick crust crunchy yes, it's bread it's like a baguette yeah, yeah okay like baguette. so then it's like cheesy crackers but like a like a kind of fluffy yeah, so, fluffy cracker and also oh, yeah, the unknown it's like a
2: charcuterie. Yeah. the unknown element is that they butter the inside of the baguette before they put the oh, cheese in it. sneaky
0: buggers see I, I can see how that works because like i'm a big cheese like, and cracker I, guy
2: yeah so i got it and I'm like, there's no way this is going to be good. It's like unmelted fucking slices of cheese and a piece of bread. And I took a bite and I was like, Nah, this works. We good. We Gucci. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah I, I can see
1: how that works. There's some like we used to go to this Greek restaurant when I worked in Waltham. And it was like some sandwiches. You're like, why was this sandwich cold? And you eat it. And you're like, the sandwich would be horrible. Warm. This is amazing. Yeah, I get like it. this. shit, yeah, so be it was, cold, but
2: it's better. Again, I'm not going like out on limbs here, but, you know, just trying some shit. I will say the beer game has been fun. Because I have just been basically trying to find the shittiest beer I can in every place we go. Uh, fell in love in Scotland with a beer called Tenants. Like like apartment tenant, but tenants. Okay. Plural. Uh, it's basically their like PBR. I feel like that's uh, it was a horror delicious. movie. No, but it was better than like our shit, shit beer. Like it was actually really good and it was cheap. Uh, here in Paris, they have one. It literally looks like PBR. The can is red, white, and blue, and it's called 1664. Delicious for a cheap shit beer. Yep. Uh, so that's only
1: 100 years and 108 yeah. years before real. I real have had started.
2: Budweiser in both the countries I've gone to, which was nice. Really, yes. That was a good, that was a good change. Mass. Um, I've had some uh, some misses. The hotel has. So in the hotel we're in right now, they have a bar downstairs, and it's called an honor bar. It is a fully stocked bar. You walk in there. It looks like there should be someone behind the bar. You are the bartender. You oh, can make cool. the drinks as strong or as weak as you want. It's on It's on an honor system. They have like an iPad in there and you basically just charge it to your room. You know, whatever you make, whatever you take. And the beer they had, it was some, I don't even know what the fuck it was. And I had one last night while I was watching the race. I went up to the roof deck and I was I was sitting up there on the roof at midnight watching the cup race with a beer. And it was not good. It was not a good beer.
1: So it's an honor bar. So it's like those places you go to like the trick or treat house and it's like, please take one.
2: No, it'd be please like, it'd be like at home in New Hampshire, the places that sell maple syrup and they have the little pay box.
1: Oh, like, like firewood the, places, you, that type of stuff.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's basically like that, where you walk in, you can make the drink, you can grab a glass of wine, you can grab a beer, whatever. And then you just go in the iPad and put your room number and what you took. Interesting. Interesting. It was, it was a little weird, but it works.
1: I'm glad you're venturing out even a little bit, Daniel.
2: And I mean, I'm not going nuts. I would but hate I'm to hear alive, that so. you're
1: going across the world and getting all these cultural experiences. Like, yeah, I ate it at a McDonald's today.
2: Uh, I actually did have McDonald's here. Son of a bitch. It tastes exactly the same. The fries were kind of shitty, but did uh, they have any? Uh,
1: you don't, you wanted to eat it, but like, I see, like, you ever watch uh, like Good Mythical Morning and they have like just crazy like McDonald's meals from across the world?
2: Oh, dude, no, they and have like, a it's a waffle cheeseburger. Like, I, like what? Yeah, I saw it on the menu like they have uh pancakes for breakfast there, but they're like pancakes with egg and something else. You get like two pancakes with it's stuff like a, in a, it's the like middle. It's like a
1: really thin
0: pancake. I love crepes. Don't uh, you say it, Ricky. No, These no. colors don't run.
2: But there was definitely, I did see some weird shit on the menu that we don't have at home. I didn't like explore it, but I was like, damn, what the hell is that? <laughs> you know?
1: Anyway, moving on. I could make jokes about this all day. All right. True or false? This is Corey Schothen again, because he is not done. True or false? A 16th different driver wins at Daytona, and Ryan Blaney misses the playoffs. True. Trolls. True. I think a 16th different driver wins, and it is Ryan Blaney. That'd be cool.
2: Whoa. Corey no, again. going to be... Um, I mean, I you guys know Bubba. me. I love the chaos. So give me a Stenhouse. Give me a Bubba. Give me... McDowell, give me just give me chaos. Give me Bubba. Then give me it.
0: Give me Bubba. Come on.
1: I love YRB though. I don't want him to miss. I, I do him. love him. I want him to win. No, I don't. Oh, Every I don't
2: year year. want. Yeah, I don't I want him to miss the playoffs. I don't want him to miss the playoffs, but I would like chaos more.
0: I, I care for YRB. I, I don't love him. I two
1: guys to tie and I'll have 17 winners. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> All right.
1: Number four, Corey <laughs> Scoffin with some breaking news, Kyle. Oh, shit.
2: Breaking
1: news. I'm sorry. This button is so long. (laughs) Have you guys heard anything about Marco Andretti racing at Bristol next week against Chase?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. That's good. That's good. All right. Keep going. We got some. We got a bunch.
1: Number five. Corey Scothin again. Both of Larson's wins this year came at the expense of making contact with Chase Elliott, Maybe. Does Chase stop being a robot and show some emotion and pay Larson back?
0: Absolutely so. not. Too late in the game right now. Yeah. Rick Hendrick would rip pass. him apart.
1: Heart of the wall. What do you think of Chase Elliott's emotion while discussing the end of the race with Rick, Jeff versus his on-camera we, we, on camera interview?
0: Moving We talked about that for a bit.
1: Yeah, it's we can rehash it all we want, but
2: I'd <laughs> like to see him show that emotion in other places, not in private. Ooh, but damn, you know, is that your yeah. wrist? Yep. Sorry, I was Canada. looking at my phone. I keep forgetting the cameras like over here.
0: Yeah, you can you move that? Can you
2: see? Ooh, Kyle can Kyle? see Kyle now.
1: Oh, that's weird. I don't like that. All right. <laughs> All right. Dave underscore. Oh, 44. Do you think Chase fans revolt against Larson and HMS as they begin to see favoritism away from Chase?
2: Yes. No Chase fans are holding against anybody they think is against Chase. So yes, there's absolutely. no favoritism.
1: I don't see this at all. All these people, yeah, are like, but Chase but is no longer the golden boy. He hates yeah, his team. It's like no, it's it's also Norm, Chase. Fans. You're talking
2: like Chase Elliott fans are rational human beings. Correct. They're well, not.
1: Moving on. dave forty four again. Does Dan buy a Mark three over in Europe and bring it back?
2: Boys, cabin marketplace over here is bad. It's not good. It's dangerous. Like, I've found a couple. And the other thing I thought was funny is seeing, you know, how you'll go on marketplace or whatever and you'll see like Euro parts in America. Seeing US parts for sale over here. Yes, dude. Some Buy had a, a way overpriced American taillight. Some guy had a Mark V Jetta US trunk for sale. And I was like, that's funny. Your plate doesn't look <laughs> I mean, funny on me. it. Yeah. Uh um, no, the used car market is ridiculous over here because they get so taxed on old cars, and it's a big uh, Joe Sanchez was telling me that it's a big status thing that you don't want to be seen in an older car. Everyone's got new shit over here. Dan's gonna the buy shit that you can
1: one of those Volkswagen caddy van things and just be like, if I can import it, can you it? hold yes. on to this for like 10 years?
2: Yeah, no, dude, it's we were looking. I mean, even like there's Mark Sixes, Mark, there's new Sciroccos, like under five grand, like cars that at home would still be 10, 12. You know, oh, tacos, yeah
1: goes, dude,
2: Buy that, put it in a
1: hole for a couple years.
2: I want to know. I want to either a Chicago or I want to get, I've seen two of them. The forgotten Mark six golf cabrio.
1: Oh yeah. Dan, do you have any? It looks like in a Canada. Huh? You have family or like friends in Canada. Don't you? Nah. Well, I have jet daily. <laughs> ship, I don't know if I call him a friend. Uh, you can't but. keep that at jets. He's going to drive it. I'm going to say, I think yeah, you can ship it, it, it to Canada. It. You can. And then have it just change uh, their 15 for a they're, few
2: years. Their 15 years were 25. So, damn it. All right. All right. David 44, who drives the 10 car
0: next year? Almarola. Yeah. I think it's going to be Almarola, unfortunately.
1: I think he retires. These rumors of him staying are just completely
2: crowdfunded. I almost feel like he's going to get pissed off about the rumors about him staying and he'll be like, all right, well, then fuck you guys. I wasn't going to retire, but I'm sick of your bullshit, so I'm retiring.
1: Yep. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. David 44 again. Is anyone else sad that McDowell didn't have enough speed at the end yesterday to win?
0: Oh, that would have been great. Yes. I, I would have loved to see him so win, bad. but I
1: mean he just he just fell off at the end there. He was honestly I the best car win. when it was wet. Coleman, twenty four, zero, zero, one. There should be a camera angle like the one at the Watkins Glen bus stop running with the cars at every track. That was sick.
0: Oh, my God. Dan and I went my off on favorite, that last year. Dude, my I remember when they did that for the first the time year.
1: like 10 years ago and we all lost our fucking minds about it.
2: Yep. My favorite camera of the year is that that cable cam, track cam, whatever the fuck they're using.
0: I think it was a it drone so at Watkins cool. Glen because it was really high up. No, yeah, the one running like like window height. There was. I that, didn't even see that. That, that cascaded like it, oh it goes God. straight it's, down the bus stop. They've done
1: that at what? Dude? I think it's on a track. Charlotte? They've I done it intermediate and it was so good.
2: Yep. But like the one at Watkins Glen is literally at like the height of the wall and watching those cars hit the bus stop from that angle. And you can see the air underneath them, like all four tires like, off the ground. You got
0: to think oh. of how fast that camera's moving too. that, that camera's, camera's moving nice. at 120 miles an hour. Yeah. That things insane.
1: Yeah. I love that. All right. All right. Coleman again. Do you look at any other numbers for views? If I miss most of the race, I'll go to YouTube and watch it there. This is for Kyle, I I think he ratings. just goes off TV ratings. I don't think he looks at um, YouTube videos or anything like that.
0: Uh, wait, say that again. Uh, do you look at any of the numbers for views? No, that's that's based on TV viewers. So if YouTube TV, like if you're watching it on YouTube TV, uh. You know, Fox and NBC—they still get credit because you're still watching it on right. them. Wherever they're streaming it from, they still get the credit. Right, but if it, they're hosting it on YouTube after the race, it doesn't get credits. Yeah, and I've they don't, also they don't
1: get that many views to even affect anything. It's got like four thousand. I know. i
2: I know I've asked this before, but what about you uh, DVRing the race? Does that count? Counts. So, me, so if I DVR the race and watch it on Monday...
0: You saved it to your system. That means your system that, is running Yeah, it. that
2: technically the system was watching it. So Correct. Yeah, okay. It.
1: Uh, okay, yeah. Also, do you think Corey LeJoy didn't get any penalty for the gas can because NASCAR knows he got a shit pit crew after his got taken? I he think did, get, he a did get a penalty. He did get a he penalty. He did get a penalty. And it's not like he got like shafted with a pit crew. He got a Hendricks pit crew. They just were underperforming on... Was it the 48 or the 5? 48?
0: 48.
1: They were just underperforming to their standards on the 48, went to the 7. It's still a Hendrix pit crew. Right. It's still not like they got one out of ARCA. Right. All right. Nathan Danforth with trivia. Oh, boy. I like trivia. Where and when was the first NASCAR race held? Daytona Beach Road Course, 1948. 1948? Yep. I, was conf- I wasn't sure on the year. I was like 20 years late on that one. Which driver has the most second place
0: finishes? Richard Petty. How many, Kyle?
2: He looked these up.
0: Do you see me Googling these? <laughs> beforehand. He uh, looked it got up beforehand. Petty. He has the most first and second. It's, it's like Pitching. Babe Ruth Pitching. also had the record for most strikeouts as well. I like those weird yeah. stats.
1: Right. Yeah. Well, it makes sense. He was that good. If he's gonna, yeah. If he's gonna win two hundred, he's times, there he's all get, the time. He's, he's gonna, gonna have gonna a get, whole bunch
0: of seconds too. He's gonna get close that many times as
1: well. Who's the only, who is the only driver to win a Winston Cup, a Nextel Cup, and a Sprint Cup? I
0: don't. Tony Stewart. Don't know. Yeah, probably. Tony
1: did Tony ever win in Winston?
2: I think his first championship was a Winston Cup. His second championship was a Nextel, and his third was a Sprint.
1: I was gonna say the only other person I can think of was Jeff Gordon.
0: I don't I don't know that but I don't know
1: if he won two in the two thousands. Uh I, yeah, I have no idea. Yeah. Dan, look up look Tony Stewart's up first quick. championship. I don't know if it was Winston. If anyone even has. Hold that on. I, I,
2: I, I mean, there's
0: gotta be someone if you looked it up. All right. Next question. Who is the oldest? Oh my God.
2: Um just real quick, Wikipedia. I did not know Tony Stewart's real name is Anthony Wayne Stewart.
0: Yeah, Wayne. his name's Tony.
2: Tony Stewart. I, yeah, but but
1: Wayne? Name. Wayne is, that's my buddy Travis. Her, uh, Jeremy's dad's name is Wayne. And it's just the funniest name ever. I love okay, that. Okay. So
2: his title, Tony's titles were 02, 05, and 11. So that's got to be.
1: Was it Winston in 02?
0: Yeah. So it must be Tony. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's a good, good stat. And then, who is the
0: oldest driver to win a championship? Harry Gant. He what? was fifty. He won think. a championship. I think. I think he was fifty. Right.
2: Uh. No, I don't think Harry, Harry Gant didn't win a championship. Just uh, I. I by the way, have confirmed it is Tony Stewart. 02 yeah. was Winston. 05 was Nextel. Eleven was Sprint. Um you were right it is Harry Gant's oh, Wait, no, that's victory. That is a race oldest. victory, not a championship.
0: Ooh. Oh, he won Daytona, so he's considered a Daytona uh, champion.
2: He won Talladega. Oh. In on May 6, 1991, he was 51 years old and he won the Winston 500 at Talladega, Alabama.
0: Okay. Uh misled but kind of sort of right, a little bit. Ish. I can't
2: find a number I'm in on an who is article. The oldest. uh
1: Kevin Harvick Are you in the one about Harvick? Yep. Bobby Allison was forty five.
2: Hmm. Good question. It looks like like 45
1: was the oldest. Bobby Allison was 45 years old in less than two weeks from his 46th birthday when he won his first and only championship in the 83 season. Lee Petty was also 45 years old when he won in 1959. Dale Earnhardt Sr. was 43 years old when he won his final championship.
0: Yeah, so there you go.
1: So I think Harvick could be the oldest if he wins this year.
0: He would be, yeah. Uh, on May 6,
1: 1991, 51-year-old race car driver Harry Gant racks up his 12th National Association of star Racing. That was Racing, a win, oldest winner.
0: victory, yeah. Yeah. Not oldest champion. Hmm. Interesting.
1: So it seems Call like back. 44 is probably the borderline, 44, 45. Um, and the ramblings of a crazy man, M.G. Carteropoli. When I started posting theories, did anyone foresee Corey taking it and running? Proud parent moment. <laughs> uh, yeah, you guys are in your own glass case of crazy over there. Thanks. I hate it. <laughs> I love it. And I
0: love you. Keep it going. And then... Stop M. it. Carter
1: Ropley again. Why does Chase get so mad when he gets bonked when he's the one who bonks everyone else? Uh, I wish somebody do as was I bonked. I say, not as I do. Yeah, I mean, he's not the worst bonker, but he definitely has done some some of the same shit to win races. I mean, it's everyone yeah, oh, to absolutely. That's how you have to win these races now. It's yeah. everyone's so competitive and so close that you have to move people occasionally. And I don't see what Kyle Larson did at Watkins Glen as egregious.
0: Agreed. Um all right, Instagram, we'll start from the bottom. Jet Daily, does YRB still make the playoffs? I I think if
1: I had to pick one person at Daytona, to bet on money that they could win, it would be YRB.
0: Unless we have a crazy last lap wreck where the fourth place guy squeaks through and gets lucky, I I
1: think YRB does. Yeah, he's just overall probably the most consistent um, super speedway racer we have in the Cup Series right now.
0: Yep. Agreed. Agreed. Jet Daly comes back would be, it'll be pretty fucked up if third place and points doesn't. Well. Chaos. It happens.
1: It's the way she goes with the
0: system. Um, Jet Daly. Why is Kyle's car four different colors? At least it's the four correct colors. Now, unlike when you had it. Burn. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Walker in France is the funniest thing imaginable.
2: <laughs> so I, know, I sent this to Kyle last night. Um, you should have seen the look on my mother and sister-in-law's face when I ran across the street to look at a Mark three wagon. <laughs> I finally saw a Mark three and it was a fucking wagon. I found one, <laughs> and it was typical. Steph actually made this joke. Kudos to her. They're the same here as they are at home. It was a tornado red wagon with like dark red fenders. She's like, bet you they had to change them because they probably rusted the fuck out.
0: Guaranteed. <laughs> same metal. <laughs> There's still trash everywhere. Next one. Jet Daily. Does Dale Junior buy RCR? Doubt it. We speculated on this it. one already.
2: Yeah, we a couple of weeks ago. Yeah.
0: Yep. Uh, I don't think he can afford it at this point, but a partnership would be a very smart I th- decision. I think on, he could afford it. but RCR. But yeah, he's very tight ass when it comes yeah. to dollars. He shares like boats with friends. wad, A free boat. Yeah. Um, uh, it would be a very smart move for RCR to partner with him for the longevity of Richard Childress's legacy. Um, I think he is too proud to do that, but it would yeah. be very smart for Childress to do that.
1: I think... Proud is a word, but I think that would almost cut Kelly out. Not necessarily she'll still be there, but now she's going to be the third name on the list or the second name. Like Kelly is the heart and soul of junior motorsports at this point. Yeah. And they've said before that they want to come up as junior motorsports. And I just, I, if Richard Childress agreed to sell it and allow them to rename it, but keep like the heart and soul, of the team alive, That'd be one thing, but I don't see them doing that. I don't see them losing the Richard Childress name. Right. So I don't see junior attaching his name and Kelly's name to that.
0: Yeah. Childress Earnhardt.
1: I think it'd be more likely that he buys out a spire or a front row or. Yeah. uh, JTG
0: JTG or something like that. Be smarter. Um, Jet daily. Do we see Daniel Ricardo in NASCAR? God, I hope so. I think he's just sitting outside of Trackhouse's front door right now waiting. Nah, he He's still relevant in
1: F1. I don't see him doing that until he retires. Eventually, yeah. He didn't say when. Yeah. He said, do we see it? But, like, who was it? Was it Joseph Newgarden? Mm -hmm. There was, like, guys. There was, like, F1 and Indy guys, like, fighting on Twitter about who gets to do it next. Yeah. This is going to keep rolling. 91. Biggest success.
0: Big success. Uh, Great success. All right. Jet Daily also says, do we see Daniel Ricciardo in a junior owned number three? No. I wish. And then he maybe, comes back. Maybe late model. He comes back after that and says, Now I sound like Carteropoly. <laughs> nice. All right. Nathan Danforth, if you had to force one person to listen to your podcast, who would it be?
1: Alex Bowman, Corey LaJoy.
2: Corey LaJoy.
0: Yep. Yep. Or Junior, so he can buy us out and back up a Brinks truck full of money. I feel like Junior would be slightly okay with it because he'd be like,
1: yeah, if I come on there, can I swear? He'd be like, yeah, you can swear. Like, all right, I'll be down there in a bit. What let do you just, think? Let me just land my private jet in your parking lot. What do you think?
0: <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, Nathan Danforth comes back with, if you had to make a podcast about anything other than NASCAR, what would it be? Movies. Movies and TV.
1: Hmm. Man. Just, you know, overall forklift stuff, picking things up, putting them down, you know, that kind of stuff.
0: Oh, man. I'm I'm not passionate about enough other things.
1: Right. Like, I'd I'd say, like, like, like what Revival Motoring does, but, like, then we'd have to care about new cars, and I don't. Yeah. Like, I passed on the way here one of those new Hyundai SUV things that, like, wants to be a Tesla, the Ionic 5 or whatever the fuck it is. Trash I was looking at it and I was like, that looks stupid. But like, if we were like a car review podcast, we'd have to talk about it. And I was like, I don't want to.
2: Yeah. Dan. I don't know, man. I mean, I've got enough. St- I'm like with you, Kyle. I got enough stupid hobbies, but like, I don't know if I'm passionate enough to talk about it all the time. Yep. You know, like collecting snowboards or fucking mountain biking or golf or whatever. I mean, I movies would be kind of cool, but I'm not into movies as much as Norm is. It would almost be like a book club. Like what's yeah. all agree to watch this obscure eighties movie this week and talk about it. Yeah. That'd be kind of cool. That would be kind of fun. I don't know though. I don't, I don't know if there's anything I'm like that I could sit here and do this on with, I don't know if there's anything right. I would it, get. It would be an hour on a podcast
1: fucking, about off track learning lane. And then like 14 minutes about a subject.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, Okay, I lost my spot because Dan tagged me in something. Sorry. That's okay. I'm not sorry. My fault for clicking on it. All right. Uh, JQ's 007 um, with a wild one. A blind man has two red pills and two blue pills. He has to take exactly one of each or he'll die. How does he take the medicine and not die?
2: I'm taking the whole handful, baby.
0: <laughs> sweet sweet embrace of death
2: sweet sweet embrace of death
0: is this a riddle uh yeah i think so
2: i think my mother-in-law is starting to get actually worried about me because every time we cross the street i'm like well, if they oh if they hit me eat <laughs> eat
1: half of each one bite them in half
0: oh yep well there you go figured it out but the
2: problem Boom. is what, i'm a genius no, yeah, but that doesn't work because the you caps? eat two halves of a blue you would if you eat half of a blue pill, half a blue pill, then half a blue pill, half a blue pill. There's not
1: four blue pills. You'd eat half of two red pills and half of two blue pills.
2: Oh, I get what you're saying. Sorry. Yep, you I have four, yeah, you no, eat right.
1: two, you win.
2: You're not what eating you half three- and then
1: biting it on the other half.
2: But you're blind. What if you accidentally bite three quarters of one of the pills?
0: you <laughs> <He> the worst. <laughs> Moving on. I answered it correctly. L98, too. Jake. Okay, I'm a little concerned now. Am I missing something? Where's Rut? <laughs> oh no. Yeah. They did, did they not there. show him? No. Well, no they shit. they did radio style, so he may have not been included in well, this. You I mean, also, he, also have he could have made a it. great sixteenth commentator.
2: <laughs> yeah. But you also you got to remember some of these tracks. That, like he wasn't at Loudon. Like there's nothing for him to go to around these places.
1: It just sucks because he used to do every race and now no, he's like super part-time.
2: But you think of some of these tracks that are in the middle of nowhere, like Pocono, Loudon, Watkins Glen, like what are they going to send them to somewhere in Boston and try to play it off like it's right up the street from Loudon? Right. Yes, you know? that's exactly what they've been doing all season. So that's, that's yeah. what they do. It like when you're watching a Patriots game and they show the Boston skyline. It's like, <laughs> it's wait, like, wait, yeah, that's whoa, 45 whoa, minutes away. Whoa. <laughs>
0: um, all right. Next one. Jake again was MTJ drinking Coke out of his in-car bottle. He knows the straw is clear, right? Yeah, whatever he was I drinking. Was that. Really. Most of the things that the drivers are drinking are like crazy electrolyte, like fuel yeah, things. They're yeah, they're like protein shakes, electrolytes, it's Martin, waters. Shrek's, I'm pretty sure it was probably Jack and Coke. <laughs> <laughs> I think mean, Junior said
1: Martin used to just like pound Jack and Cokes when he lived with. Wouldn't them. surprise me in the least.
2: You're not wrong.
0: But how about uh I mean, Chase. you give me a little, little sauce when I'm in the race car. I'm I'm even better. Do you guys see the video of Chase covering his camera? Yeah. I saw yeah. That. A little suspicious. A little suspect. Just, little. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Jake comes back with, how do you all feel about the single file start? Did it even matter by turn one except for Chase? Well, the single file start they had to do during the rain. But as soon as the rain cleared a little bit. Yeah, the first the. At the beginning, I heard it was the single radio. file, but I didn't see it. Yeah. As soon as it dries, they go back Kimi's to double radio? file. No. They were like, they were, they were trying to tell him, and the
1: radios are so much worse in NASCAR. He's like, what are you saying? What are you trying to tell me? Yeah. The radios are like,
0: oh, single file. Okay. You could have just said that. Like, yeah. <laughs> Welcome, new guy. Yeah. And that does it for the questions. Uh, and yet another episode of the Circle Jerks podcast. We are coming up on the last regular season race, the Wild finish to the regular season at Daytona. So excited! I can't wait. And you're going to be back in good old U.S. of A. Yeah, you guys want to like oh. hang out and watch this together or something? I probably should.
2: Yeah, probably should.
1: Get Dan back in the motherland and,
2: buddy, I his got mullet's like going to grow two inches from
0: stepping on American soil.
2: Like forty-eight inches or forty-eight hours, man. I'm I'm home, homeward bound, unless I get detained for all the squashes I have.
0: I could fire up the smoke or make us a little something, something.
2: Yeah, it's Dan, Saturday night, right? Dan's
0: going to the night. scanner at the
1: airport and they're like, There's an unknown substance inside of your body. Are you trying to smuggle something? <laughs> it's just, just 30 the 30 pounds, pounds squashes. of squashies that have congealed into his stomach. It's <laughs> just a brick Dude.
0: of squashies. <laughs> it's
2: so true. Looking at <laughs> shit for a week.
0: <laughs> All right. Well that does it for uh for us on yet another episode. Any final thoughts, gentlemen? Dan? I'm going to
2: fucking bed because it is two forty in the goddamn morning. Oof, woof. Hey,
1: congratulations <laughs> to Kyle Larson. That's all I gotta say.
2: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad a Hendrick Car one.
0: Yep. Norm. <laughs> goodbye. Well, before we sign off, uh follow us on the internet, on the Instagram at the Circle Jerks Podcast. On Twitter, on at, the circle Twitter Jerks,
2: at circle Jerks underscore underscore Pod.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Join our Discord via the links in the bios. Leave us a review. Tag us in your stories. Oh yeah, have we tell your friends? Check reviews. Nope, that's your did job. Anyone check reviews? No, that's your job. I've, and you've uh, that I terrible am, job. I don't Don, even know
2: Don
1: what, said he posted one, but I don't know if it was going through. Let me check. Real we cool. don't have
2: a new one. Nope, we'll we call back to new it new next. Week. All right,
0: I checked that we don't yep. have a new one. Well, we will see y'all next week. Let's go Daytona regular season finale. It's gonna be wild, and we'll talk about it next week. Yep. Ariva Darchi. Later. You still here?
2: Fuck it. Oh. We'll do it live. Arima Nerchi.